What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Who did this? Who did this? Did what? What are you talking about? Jizzed all over the pages of this nice magazine I was nice enough to tell you about. Was it you, Seth? No? It was me, Franco. I fucking made jizz in your magazine. What? When I fucking jack off long enough, I end up jizzing, dude. I'm assuming the same shit works for you? Real fucking smart answer. Why don't you fucking aim, huh? I have a particularly explosive ejaculate. It just goes everywhere. It's like a fucking wild fireman's hose. She's gonna grab on and pray to God it doesn't get in your eyes or your mouth. The fuck kind of jerking off is that? Wait, you never had any brothers? You didn't learn to jizz in a fucking sock or on a fucking tissue? No, I don't have any brothers. I was raised in a house of women. I highly doubt they fucking taught you to fucking close your eyes and fucking come wherever you want. I mean, you're getting all worked up over a fucking porno mag. Who has goddamn porno mags anymore? Welcome to the 21st century, Buck Rogers. You designed a house with fucking iPads in the walls. Yet you're jerking your dick like a goddamn pilgrim. That's right, man. I like to fucking read. You think that's the only thing I jerked off in here? I've been dropping loads around this fucking house like a goddamn dump truck. You don't come on my stuff. I'll come wherever the fuck I want, James. I'll fucking come in your kitchen. I'll come on your fucking art. I'll come anywhere I want. I will fucking come right on you. I will come like a fucking madman all over you, McBride. Ooh, I fucking wish you'd come on me right now. I fucking dare you to come on me. <sighs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls... Dying times here. Everybody, welcome to the new episode. And Tim, we're fucking back. Welcome back. Your dreams were your ticket out. Welcome back to that same old place that you laughed about. Well, the names have all changed since you hung around. But those dreams have remained 
Yeah, it's kind of weird. We took two it, weeks off because... It, it feels like I haven't done this ever. I know. <laughs> Welcome to episode one. No, it took, not that anybody would know because there was new episodes. I just got way behind and plus Wasteland. Yes. So we yeah. took a couple weeks off. We don't do that, but we did. Uh, we turned in vacation days and it got approved, so fucking whatever. Uh, yeah, so what's been going on? <laughs> uh, not a whole lot. Can like, we just I w- talk about get into Wasteland? Yeah, I was going to say, uh, the big Wasteland news, if you just want to talk about that real quick. Um, mm-hmm. Basically, there's a chance our brains will explode October 2nd, 3rd, and 4th, I believe it is. Or 3rd, 4th, and 5th. Either way, the Fall Wasteland, Leatherface 3 reunion. And we're we're not just talking like Jeff Burr and R.A. Mahelhoff. Uh, there's already word that for A, there's a good chance he's going to be added on to this now. Dude, for... Yeah, that's almost for certain. For real. Yeah, he, he wasn't he he wasn't announced, but pretty yeah. much, uh, it is everybody except Vigo and the dude driving the tow truck. Oh, Unger. Yes. Uh, I can't remember his first. Joe Unger. Yeah, yeah. It, Alf did Alfredo. Is I don't. Yeah, Alfredo might have been the, been the other one. I can always forget him. He's my but, favorite. Oh, fuck face on Bone Patrol. I'll show but, you. I, see, I think the big thing is, though, William Butler's coming, mm-hmm. which he doesn't do many conventions. And for me, it's not just Leatherface 3, but also, like, he's been killed in other slasher movies. But also, too, we're talking about the man behind Ginger Dead Man. Jeff Burr? <laughs> no. William Butler, I mean? William Butler, yes. Uh, William Butler is a big Full Moon fan. And ha- has directed a few full moon features. Well, there you go. And not only that, the girl Kate Hodge, who plays uh, William Butler's, who wife. never did anything but that movie, right? I, I, you would have to look it up. I don't know, but I don't know her for anything except that yeah, movie. That's the only thing I can think that she has ever been in. But I, I for me, that's like a big thing because. She was a person I never thought I would I would ever see at a convention. Mm-hmm. Basically, she has done nothing but TV series, and it's all like anywhere from one to five episodes. She even did a Tales from the Crypt episode, okay. She Wolf of London episodes. Oh, here we go. She's into Hidden Two. Oh, God. you know what? That's a that's a. Those are two movies I've wanted to go back and, and see. Yeah, the hidden and hidden two. Long time. Yeah, but you're right. Outside of Leatherface three, um, there's some mer- some movie called Harold in 2008. But outside of that, it's all TV series. Like just this past year, she has two new movies coming out. Oh, cool. Maybe she got back in the game. Uh, I don't know. They look. I don't know, but. Horror movies, but uh, the two movies are called Completely Normal and The Ones That Have Fallen. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, I'm just happy because I want to... You're I, just happy because it's Leatherface part three. Oh, yeah, yeah, Leatherface 3. Oh, and she was in Rapid Fire. Oh, with, uh, what's his fucking Speakman, the fuck your couch movie? <laughs> Brandon Lee. Rap- and I'm your thinking, boy... Okay, I'm and, thinking and, of The Perfect Weapon. Yeah, yeah. You and your boy, uh, Powers Booth. Mm-hmm. 
Now the perfect weapon, isn't that uh Dudikoff? Is that Jeff Speakman? Yeah, that's the one where he flips the couch over and goes to town on the fucking couch in the basement. Okay. That's why it's called the Fuck Your Couch edition okay. of the DVD. Like I said, pretty much it's everyone for Leatherface 3, which is cool. I hope Alfredo shows up. Oh, if he shows up. Dude, I can tell you right now, I'm actually going to be getting signatures because I want William Butler's, I especially with Kate Hodge being there. Uh like Ken Kish said, he's still trying to get anybody that would be a part of Leatherface Three. He's yeah. well. Let's just who else could he get? I mean, you're not you're not getting Vigo. That's not yeah. Him. Well, that's what he laughed. He said, "He goes Vigo's." He's like Vigo would just be hilarious. <laughs> it would be pretty cool. <laughs> he goes, "There's." He's like, "I can tell you right now, I don't have the money." But he's like, "No, you don't." <laughs> it would just be. He said it would just be funny if Vigo contacts him and decides, "Hey, I would like to show up for the Leatherface Three reunion." <laughs> well, the girl, the little girl's done conventions. I've seen her before. I've not seen her. Yeah, she was at a Warhound once. Okay. And See, I'm trying to think of any like. There's really like the the mom with the drake. Yeah. But, I don't know if she's still alive. Uh, yeah, I don't know either. I can't think of anybody else besides all the people we've mentioned. Yeah, and it's just, I, I like I said, I got that misprint Leatherface 3 poster. I need to get their signatures. Like, it's just, it's cool enough just to meet these people, but also, too, this is the one time I'll be geeking out. It's a misprint, like an air card? Does it say fuckface on his chainsaw or something? No, no, you remember I was explaining this, uh, like, a year or two ago on the show and got in this long conversation with Ken Foray. His name is on there as Ken Force. Uh, Butler's okay, name yeah. is on there with two T's. Uh, Bigo's name is messed up on it. And uh, like apparently New Line Cinema did this on purpose and that way they didn't owe them like any money until like the DVD came out. What? Okay, so that's fucking shady as shit whatever yeah yeah like like ken foray was explaining to me it was kind of like one of, it, it's just nowhere near as big as the mob owning the original texas chainsaw massacre right. but it was one of those stories it just seemed to go hand in hand with the curse of texas chainsaw massacre that basically if you ever worked on a texas chainsaw massacre movie <laughs> don't expect to get paid <laughs> yeah like you got paid maybe like scale for originally being in the movie but like if you n- had a name or you had something written into your contract basically like you know how people would say oh you get this amount of money if they sell this many dvd units or this reshows somewhere like you get a 50 cent paycheck or something. Yeah. Well, it's kind of one of those deals where like, just like Gunnar Hansen, a lot of those people really didn't see any residuals. And that's what it comes down to any residuals until that unrated DVD came out a few years ago. I've never, I will never forget seeing that for the first time going the, the most, the most magical trip to the video store ever where I rented it popcorn and, uh, uh, neither demons for the first time. And was, like, I, I don't know. I leveled up as a human being that weekend. Because <laughs> it was like 1991 and they were all there and I'm like, what's this? And this and this? Oh my god, this is amazing. Yeah, I, like I said, I remember watching Leatherface for the uh, first time at the theater. It was great. It, uh, had a really, it, it did have a... It, had, it was in theaters for literally like nine days. Mm-hmm. And... 
I remember it being out there. I remember, you remember back in the day, MTV used to do like a half hour movie thing. Chris Connolly hosted mm-hmm. it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I remember them even talking about Leatherface 3 at the time that like for a year, even on that show, like, well, I guess Leatherface 3 is getting a release finally. You know, like they kept talking about it. And I remember go- reading the magazines. It's just great stuff. It, it just, I will forever love uh, just Leatherface 3 just because. It's, it's, it's fucking awesome, dude. It is rad. And I, yeah. love, I love that series because number one is not like number two. <laughs> and then number two is nowhere near number three or anything like it. At number four, I don't know what the fuck that is about. <laughs> well, again, number four, like we were talking about the pay scale thing. Like there's a lot of rumors like uh, not Renee Zellweger, but McConaughey like didn't get paid or something. There was something where he didn't get paid until like after he did Dazed and Confused. Uh, there is just like weird rumors around that one just because it didn't get released for three years. Yeah, I didn't remember it. Yeah, and then you got Zellweger who was trying to, her rep trying to sue uh, Miramax, I would guess, who eventually put it out uh, just just so it would not be released because of Jerry Maguire was finally out there. She thought it would ruin her career. (laughs) Fart on her. Yes. Screw her. Wasteland, what'd you think? I awesome, dude, I was drunk. It, it was too short. Well, we were only there for the day, yeah. Yeah, it was definitely too short, but it was so much fun. Mm-hmm. And it just, it was crazy. Sold six books within, like, two hours. And I mm-hmm. didn't even have a table. I haven't even cracked mine open yet. It's still sitting in the bathroom. Dude, I had people asking me for a book as I was getting in my car. <laughs> leave that night. I just, I can't remember a time like that ever. It was just really cool. But that was, it just, it was cool in general because one of the big things was meeting Orville. Peter uh, Sallows. Yep. Uh, with Jim Wynorski. That dude, it's a shame he's walking around with a cane, but I was just so glad to see that dude. I was amazed that he did all the voices for, like, everything. Yes. Transformers, I think My Little Pony. Uh, like everything. Yeah, he was also on a Disney show for a couple years too. What? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he was on some Disney show. Really? Yes. I just remember him as the dude's, the chick's mom from from my second favorite Elm Street movie. <laughs> just yeah, he was on like that's it's really weird. He does like I don't know six like six Renorsky films or something. He does. He does a bunch of stuff for Renorski basically in the late 80s. Mm-hmm. I know him mainly from Hard to Die because he would refuse to die in the movie. And then disappears. <laughs> and literally, I remember finding a movie that he popped up in, and I think it was a Disney movie. Really? Just like, yeah, he's in it for two minutes. And it was just like, you're the dude, that was that dude! You know, it was one of those moments. Oh, yeah. But yeah, he did... Yeah, he's a, he like he was. A, I guess you could call him a Disney adult. But yeah, he did voiceovers. He was on a show. He had like a second career that you wouldn't expect. You know, guys that usually work with Winorski don't go on to like having Disney careers. Right? No shit. We <laughs> we we drink like kings, and uh, you know, nothing really crazy happened. No, not really, but. 
I mean, other than barefoot Gigi Allen fan, yeah. that guy sucked. <laughs> it was tame, but enjoyable, very crowded. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, another big highlight for me, at least, meeting Todd Sheets. Yeah. And, uh, just, I've met him in the past, but just, uh, you know, he's past any health problems, doing really good. He's making movies again, which is awesome. And possibly one of the coolest things is him and I basically getting in a debate about the Creature from Black Lagoon remake. Did you hear about this? Uh-uh. Is, is that not around for this? Yeah, this was, I was, went back in for, I forget what it was. I don't know where you were at. I was by myself walking through. I went to go get a copy of Jagoff Master for Todd Sheets, mm-hmm. and I gave it to him. And Tom Brininski and his buddy from Michigan, the fem- uh, filmmakers that made an Italian zombie movie one and two, and Sasquatch. He's the dude in the picture with us. It's up yeah. on my Facebook page. He is always there. We always talk to that dude. Yeah, he told me that like that weekend – Bloody disgusting, put out some big story that, uh, Universal is now looking into remaking Creature from Black Lagoon for 2016. Man, we're coming to the end of this remake stuff. We gotta quit it. Yes. And shit out there. Todd Sheets brought up, well, Guelamar del Toro has expressed interest in this would spark the debate between Sheets and I. And I threw down the gauntlet and just basically said, look. If it isn't John Carpenter, everybody should burn in hell. Don't bother. <laughs> He's like, don't bother. And I'll give credit to Sheets laid down what he thought, you know, Del Toro, you know, he could do a good job with it. And I agree with him. Yes, I like Del Toro. I don't, I, I don't honestly have a problem if he did it. But I kept saying, if it's going to be done, and I said, and this is the nerd in me talking out, and Todd Sheets was laughing about this. And for anybody that doesn't know Todd Sheets, go watch Zombie Bloodbath 1, 2, and 3. Basically, and Goblin. He yeah, did Goblin, goddammit. Basically, Todd Sheets did a bunch, and I'm talking, a bunch of independent horror films in the day of the late 80s where independent was huge. But the mm. problem was no one cared about his movies. Poor man goes in for heart surgery a couple years ago. Now the man is in demand. And what's great is people are finding his movies 20 years after he made them. You know, it's just really even 25 years. A lot of people are finding all these horror movies. He, I mean, he was, he was on the fringe. He was like right at the edge, like after John McBride did what Chipper Massacre and Cannibal Camp out, and the Polonia Brothers got started, and Leif Yonker did Darkness. Like, Todd Sheets, like, he was basically the in-between of the late 80s and early 90s. Like, Todd Sheets just did a assload of independent horror movies that I'm even still finding. And it just did great dude. He's always, he's been at Wasteland several times, but it's been a while because of health issues with him. And it was just cool to see him. But, like I said to him, the nerd in me says, there's only one person to do Creature from Black Lagoon. And I say, Carpenter, he only has one movie left in him. And I was like, that is the Creature from Black Lagoon remake. I don't think, it, I don't think we'll ever see Carpenter again. Unless he runs out of like cigarette money or video game money. Yeah, that, that was what, uh, Sheets and I were debating about. Like, you know, we both want to see him and 
but uh, Sheets was basically saying, look, this movie's probably going to happen. I want Del Toro to do it. And I was like, dude, it should never be done. Is it honest to God? Unless a carpenter's attached to it, shouldn't be done. But it was a great debate. I, I just, I enjoyed Wasteland overall. It was a lot of fun. Spent a bunch of money. <laughs> mm, I, I, you know what? I did not. I didn't spend, I got your book. I bought a... Movie Outlaw from Mike yeah. Watt. Yeah, Mike which Watt's book. I'm about three quarters of the way through. It's... That's the one I'm reading before I read yours because there's some shit in there that I need to find. And plus, he wrote a whole chapter about the dark backwards, so. Yeah, yeah, he did. And I already picked up a movie that's, was in there. And mainly what the book is, is movies a lot of people don't know about that just, and I mean, Merrimax was famous for this, picking up titles and just putting it up on the shelf for four years and then releasing it and never even knew it was released. Yeah, yeah. They and, just fart them out. Yeah, and Mike's, it's, I mean, it's barely any horror films in there, but there's a lot of different movies in general that if you're looking for weird, you're looking for interesting, like you said, the dark backward is in there. Um, I just, I found a movie at Wasteland called Dust Up that is just some weird... I have heard of that. It, yeah, it's some weird, like, druggy, borderline thriller, borderline horror film kind of deal. And I picked up because I read it in his new book. And I wanted to check it out because I, I like... I liked his other book that he did, and it, and of course we talked about it. it. Had blue collar in his last book with Richard Pryor and Harvey Keitel, yeah. and it just like Mike has a knack for pointing out a lot of these movies you don't know about. And like I just read the chapter on Killer Tongue uh, with Mindy Clark, and I remember watching that movie and even reviewing it. It's just it's a weird ass movie, but it goes along that lines. The whole book is just full of movies. A lot of them you don't even know exist but make you want to find them because they're definitely interesting and it, it's really cool book. So I hope you like the book, dude. Cause what else did you get up there? I got, let's see your book, Mike Watts book. I was looking, okay. Every time I go the table. Okay. Like Mike's tables right there. As you walk in the table, like on the other aisle, right behind him, mm-hmm. he has a lot of books. Yes. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. And he's got that big hardcover nightmare USA book. Oh, okay. And he's like, I was like, oh man, I've, I've been looking for that for a long time. Mm-hmm. And I asked him, I said, how much do you want? And he said, 70 bucks. And I was like, oh dude, how about 50? And he's he, he like, nope, it's 70 or, or nothing. And I'm like, man, and he said it's, it's getting a reprint. So I'll probably just get it there, but I didn't get anything from him. Uh, I, I don't know who it was, but I got a complete DVD of that. This is horror series. Mm hmm. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I remember you buying that. Yeah, because you got that off of uh Derek Reed and his buddy. Yeah, who actually remembered what Shadow Theater was. Yes, you found a person. I know. There's three people now. Yeah, because there was yeah. somebody behind me that heard Ian's talking about it, and they asked me, and I started talking to some person I'd never met about it. We were uh talking about that stuff, and they were like, isn't it, uh, isn't he talking about Nightmare Cafe with Robert England? I said no. It's but not Nightmare Cafe, it's Nightmare Theater. That's what, it's, that was the conversation I was having with this person. Never it met mu- this. They might, they might call it Nightmare Cafe because it was in like a diner, but it was called Nightmare Theater. Okay. See, that might be Definitely the biggest. It was here. Yeah, see, that might be the biggest problem. I'm gonna look that it might have been renamed. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, 
what else did I get? I didn't get a, a whole honest to God lot of stuff. Ed, did you see Ed? Quinlan? Yeah. I seen him in the hallway for 15 minutes and he disappeared. Well, we saw him for 15 minutes when he showed up and then he disappeared. <laughs> but he gave me, um, he gave me a bunch of, a bunch of artwork. Me and Bryce went out to his car, which I was disappointed. His trunk was not full of dead hookers. <laughs> And he was he, me, he was screaming about somebody else had a trunk full of dead hookers. I confirmed it. His trunk was not full of dead hookers. Well, you got a dead hooker in the trunk. What? No. It can't be. Yes, it was. It was a dead hooker. It wasn't a dead hooker. Hell, I know a dead hooker when I see one. Come on, hey, hey here's another dead hooker in this That's... trunk. I've never seen so many dead hookers in all my life. Yeah, he gave me a couple, like, of his original artworks. It's pretty cool. I got the guy from the new Mad Max movie that he did. Oh, yeah, he yeah, that. that's cool. He give, he give Bryce uh, the portrait of Bryce. It, that's all I got. I didn't get too much. I thought I bought another DVD off of... Oh, uh, Bryce gave me Mantis or some independent monster movie. I don't know. I haven't even watched it yet. I don't know what it... Oh. Some rubber monster in the movie, independent... Mutantis, Mantis. yes. That, Mutantis! Yeah, yes. that was... I was thinking about doing that for next week, uh, because it's from the guys, uh, Dire Wit Films, I believe it is. Those are the guys that were selling movies in the corner, like, two years ago at Wasteland. I don't even know they had a table. Can give them permission to, like, sit on top of a garbage can to sell movies <laughs> and those were the guys that sold i bought a copy of that movie i've told you about the seventh day that i really liked i thought it was really cool and i've seen on de- i've seen it's popped up on on demand and netflix now and it's a great flick and uh as soon as i mentioned it, i was like uh they were trying to sell me a mantis and this is the guys that didn't give you a poster because <laughs> i told yeah, I didn't get a, a Mutantis poster. As as I, told I was pissed. I started talking to him for a couple of minutes, and as soon as I told them who I was, they're like, do you want a poster? I was like, what? They're like, we got a poster for Mantis. Would you like one? I was like, sure, give me that. Yes. They're like, hey, do you want the new HD version of Seventh Day? I was like, uh, sure, they gave me that. <laughs> if I would have stayed there longer, they would have gave me the booth. <laughs> but they were, you want this trash can? Here you go. But they were cool guys. They actually had a table this time, and they were promoting. It's called Mutantis. Uh, they were promoting that new movie, and they had something else there too. But yeah, Mutantis is uh, something I I want to cover it next week. That would be the movie I want to cover because I was thinking okay. about it. So okay, that'll give me an excuse to watch it. Yeah, I got it in the car. No, that's good. Or I've got it over on my shelf right now. Yeah, because I was thinking about Todd Sheets' uh, Splatter Asylum. So, Splatter Asylum. <laughs> which I bought. Yeah, I bought stuff off of Todd Sheets. So, but yeah. And what else did you get? That's it. That's it. That is it. Wow. I did not pick up a lot of stuff. I was too busy getting drunk and, and peeing every five goddamn minutes. <laughs> In the Tim Gross Memorial bathroom, I peed by you, and I didn't even know it was you because I was drunk. <laughs> And don't forget, we're out of paint thinner, but you did drink some Crown yeah, Royal. did give us Crown Royal that, God, that shit's nasty unless you mix it with something. No, it doesn't. Crown Royal is is gross. You gotta mix that shit with something, man, I'm telling you. Whew, that'll, that'll strip paint off the fucking walls. <laughs> What'd you get? Oh, I uh, got a bunch of stuff. It, it, 
trying to even think because they're all spread around. Now I bought the three disc. It's alive one, two, and three because I was no one. Shit. Yeah. God damn it! I didn't even see that. Yeah, I bought that. I didn't get. I didn't get what I went for because nobody had it. But oh, Mantango. Matango, yeah, you hooked me up with a link that I haven't checked yet. Yeah, so I was going to say, and Dan said he's going to work on it for you, too. Uh, yeah. I got uh, Future Kick with Don the Dragon Wilson, uh, Another a copy of Pain Shack from Independent Filmmakers, which we're going to be talking about. They've written a nice thing on front of it for me. Uh, Big Bad Wolf. Uh, it has Clint Howard in it. Um, also from Todd Sheets, Whispers in the, Gro- the Gloom, which looks like a black exploitation film, uh, Splatter Asylum from Todd Sheets, Bad Biology Blu-ray, Dust Woo! Up, which we were just talking about, uh, bought Venus Flytrap off of Lewis, uh, which- Your son, yes, yeah, we did hang out with your son for a while. Uh, and wow. got Bad Biology on Blu-ray and Mutantis. <laughs> Oh, so you got Mutantis and an eight foot crawling dick. And I, I was given a movie called Ginger Squatch. Ginger Squatch, yes. Have you watched Ginger Squatch yet? No, uh, but I'm going to because I walked up to Mike Watts' uh, table and it's sitting there on his table, and I said Ginger Squatch. That sounds awesome. And Mike just says to me, "Why doesn't it?" Go. He's like, "Here you go. Why doesn't it automatically get sent to your house at this point?" <laughs> oh, Bigfoot. Bigfoot exploitation must go through Tim Gross. But yeah, that that was what I got from there. Yeah, we just hung out with with uh, world famous actor Chuck Connors and friend of Alec Baldwin. Yes, and and bootleg Anna Ferris and outprint Dan and Bryce and Ed before he stepped into his portal and disappeared. Yeah, he definitely <laughs> disappeared. Dude, Ed, I don't know what he gave me, but Ed had beer. That was fucking rad. Yeah, yeah. That was Ed's deal. Ed was going to go find this, like, crazy brewery down the road that had, like, a bunch of awesome beer. I don't know what kind of beer he gave me, but it had a picture of a guy fist-fighting the devil on the front of it. It was good shit. That's basically his basement. It is full of all kinds of different beers. And dead hookers. And and it's hilarious because when I've been there, like, if there's a beer I don't like, Quinlan will just, like, Opens up another one. We'll try this. And Ed will start drinking the one I just didn't like. <laughs> I think it was called Pugilist or something like that. I don't know. I don't know because even Chuck Connor said he never heard of it, which was kind of weird. Chuck knows his beer. Yeah. So, Ed, was, Ed was headed down the road to some beer brewery distillery joint because they had some super special awesome beer that they didn't know they had. And I don't know. It was like the... I don't know. He was talking about like it was the holy grail of beers. Yes. And they didn't know they had it. If you drink it, you got eternal life or something. That's probably why why he was it left or disappeared in his wormhole. He went to go mm-hmm. check out the beer. Sure. Yeah, but that's that's cinema wasteland, dude. I I I am getting a fucking ho. I'm I'm coming to fucking horror realm. Yes. In June. July. July. I always say fucking June. I'm coming to horror realm. I'm getting. Friday and Saturday night room for fucking Wasteland because I'm getting fucking alcohol poisoning. I was already talking out of print Dan on uh, last night about that. Yeah. As we're... Well, if anybody needs to split a room, dude, I'll split a room with somebody. Yeah, we were already talking about that last night as we're cooking hot sausage on the grill after mm. moving a bunch of stuff in his house and complaining how old we both are. <laughs> Dude, I, that was what I was thinking on the drive home Sunday because I didn't have a hotel room there. I had to, 
I was hammered. Yeah. And I, I, I did something stupid. <laughs> I drove like 10 miles down the road and got a hotel room for $65. Get this. I don't think I told you this. The Red Roof Inn, like two miles down the road, 65 bucks. Mm-hmm. And then I was checking out, right? And she was like, how was your stay? And I was hungover and I was like, it's okay. I think your TV's just getting ready to bite the big one. And she's like, really? I was like, yeah, it's just. And she's like, well, okay, well, I'll take $30 off. And I was like, well, I'm not, comp- I was like, no, I'm not complaining. I'm just letting you know your TV's about to bite the dust. And so I got a hotel room for like $35. Damn, I was happy nice. Be. It was awesome. And it was fucking nice hotel room, big. That's cool. Red Roof Inn is the jam. Yeah, I've heard a few people were staying there. Yeah. But like, it, That's- like you were saying, that quite a few people weren't. I, I'm wondering if it was a little tamer because a lot of people were traveling just to get to their hotel rooms. Well, they had to have the, the hotel shut down. I had to drive around in the parking lot for like a good 30 minutes. <laughs> you mean and you pissed me the fuck off. Because <laughs> I found a parking space in 15 seconds. Immediately. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they had like a big junk blocked off with like uh, train yeah, cars. Yeah, storage dumpsters Holy or shit, something. Yeah. yeah, they were fixing up the hotel or doing something. I don't know. They had a lot of it shut down. Yeah, I, I tried for like a whole day to find a hotel room down there, and I was just like, "Well, fuck it, I can't." Every place was booked; it was ridiculous. But I, I did think it was awesome that when I pulled up through the parking lot, the first person I see is Demko. Yeah, Mister Mister Fucking Wasteland. Like, if that guy, if Demko had a chance, he would just live at Wasteland all the time. Yeah, he's 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 like slowly becoming the ambassador of. Mm-hmm. Cinema Wasteland. Like, as soon as you come into the door, he should be the guy that's shaking hands with you. Yes, that is. He is Mr. Wasteland. If if, if Cinema Wasteland had a championship belt, he would he would own it. He he would have the championship belt. Oh yeah, yeah, he would. If that makes any sense, but yeah, Wasteland was a fucking blast. You got to cut a you got to cut a promo for Pittsburgh. Yes, with John Hamplis. John Hamplis of all people. Yeah, he had to cut a a promo for. How awesome Pittsburgh was. And the pride of Pittsburgh. How cool was that? Uh, where's it at? I, I don't did know. He, did he post it anywhere? I don't know. I have not looked for it. I'll have to look for it or ask him if he posted it or not. But, yeah, that that was just hilarious that John Amplis asks me, hey, come here. You got to help me do this. And do what? <laughs> You're John Amplis. You got to cut. And all I said to him was, hi, John Amplis. <laughs> And he knew who I was. I was like, hi. John Amplis is great. Go meet him. But I still feel bad because, like, if I see that guy, I've never seen Martin. <laughs> Do yourself a favor. I know, man. I've never seen fucking Martin. And especially since we've been watching all these 70s films, I you would think you would go visit Martin. Like, you would go check that out. I need to, man. Jay Scott has told me Martin's from Indianapolis and he rides the train, so he's a hometown boy. <laughs> It's just, it's, it's good. It's a slow burn. It's really cool. It's a, it's a Romero. You don't have to sell me. Yeah, it it, it just, it's just, it's a different kind of vampire film. Yeah, it'll get watched here. But what have you been watching, sir? Well, before I really get into that, uh, just in case anybody didn't know, I wrote an article. About me reading a book again, uh, Mario Dominic's Exploring the Underground, the Mainstream Viewer's Guide to Low-Budget Horror Cinema. Posted up at GrossMovieReviews.com. Had quite a few people tell me uh, it was a great article about the book at Wasteland, so that made me happy. I was really 
happy with that. So, but let's get into what I'm watching. I'm bringing it all up now. Um, I couldn't remember us talking about this, but it needs to be talked about anyhow again. The Scribbler. Yeah, still on Netflix. I saw it there today because I have been watching. Well, we'll talk about that later. I did see it. It was on Netflix. Yeah, I, I everybody at Wasteland was asking me, is there a movie out there I need to watch this year? I kept telling everybody, The Scribbler. Literally, uh, it is one of the best movies of 2015. Don't remember if we talked about it on the last show, but we did. either way, do yourself a favor. The Scribbler is based on some very unknown comic book stuff. Uh, first 20 minutes takes takes a little time to get into it, but it's building up to something. After the first 20 minutes, all of a sudden you're like, holy shit, this is a way interesting, crazy, out there film. It's not really a horror movie. It's not really a comic book movie. Just a weird, like, kind of like if Cronenberg attempted some kind of comic book movie in the 80s <laughs> is the best way to kind of describe it. Uh, it stars Gina Gershon, Eliza Dushku, Billy Campbell, who's on Helix right now. Michelle Trackenberg is in it. Of Pete and Pete fame. Yeah, just a lot of famous faces. Do yourself a favor. Pick up the Scribbler. It's more than worth checking out. Uh, of course, I watched Apocalypse Pompeii. Uh, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I don't even really think we have to get into it. Main reason I watched it is because John Reese Davies was in it. What is he not in? <laughs> uh, that's a good question. Uh, a lot of things, but he is, like, he's made a living off of Asylum Entertainment and Sci-Fi Channel movies. Um, Razor Days, we're gonna get into that later. Mm-hmm. Um, finally watch Starry Eyes. Okay. I have heard good things about this from a lot of people, except you. Here's, okay, I understand what people are saying about they really liked it, okay? It's kind of basically a woman sells her soul to be this big-time actress. And basically, that happens to everyone, like, in Hollywood. That's what happens. But if you want to boil it down like I kind of did... Basically, when it comes down to this girl just starts uh, starts feeling sick and goes weird after she sucks some old dude's wiener. <laughs> okay. That, <laughs> she got wiener poisoning. That yes. It, 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 that's what it's boiled down to. It, it, it does have a couple cool gore scenes. I think... It's not a horrible movie, but it's not a great movie by any means. And I know what you're saying. There is quite a few people out there really like the movie. I don't know if I do. Like, I gave it two out of four stars. It just, I just felt like this ran a little too long. I just felt like there wasn't enough in it. I think it's just her and her friends and how her friends are just putting her down for most of the movie. It's just too much of that. Like, not enough happens. I think they missed kind of the boat. Like, after she gets sick, it's like, okay, all of a sudden, she has this transformation. Boom, she's in Hollywood. <laughs> okay. That's it. Like, it literally happens last five minutes of the movie. And you have 85 minutes of this buildup, and it was kind of like, 
Yeah, I was kind of expecting, like, maybe more, let me have some Satan, let me... Have... I thought it was a movie about a chick that fucks Satan to get into Hollywood. It's kind of that, yes. You could say that, too, but she doesn't bang him, she just sucks his old wiener. You'd think Satan would have a nice wiener, he's the devil, man. Yeah, but that's what it, that's what it comes down to, is basically she sucks an old dude's wiener, she goes through this transformation, boom, she's now pa- a pa- uh, part of the Hollywood elite. Okay. <laughs> like I said, I don't I I understand people like the movie. I don't understand why there is a bunch of people out there think this is like one of the better horror movies in the past two years. That's my deal. It, well it's on Netflix. So. I, I'm I don't hate it. I'm not saying avoid it. It's not Apocalypse Pompeii that we just brought up. <laughs> I mean, yeah, go watch Starry Eyes. Decide for yourself. I just, I, I don't know. I thought that I, I thought it missed out on a few things. That's all. Um, watch the Pyramid. Okay, what'd you think? Because I thought it was meh. I'm right with you. I'm right with you, and I knew it could have been way better than it was. Every every scene looked like it was on a goddamn shit stage. <laughs> yes, like it didn't even look like they were supposed to be where they were at. It was just horrible. And the, the creature effects for whatever that was, I can't remember what it was called now. Yeah, I know what you're talking. Osiris or whatever. Yeah. It looked horrible until the end where they actually had the head that was like practical, looked pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. But I like the premise. Uh-huh, I, me too. I like the build-up. But I knew... It wasn't just me when the wife sits down for like five minutes, watches five minutes, and she's like, did they steal this from the descent? And it's just like, okay, it's not just me. <laughs> it's just like, okay, I got to wonder, you know, it, it, just hearing her say that, I've heard other people say that about this movie, and it's just like, okay, I don't feel bad if I don't think this movie should be like the best movie of the year. It, it just, like I said, I just, it's one of those movies, decent horror film, it just wasn't executed to its fullest potential. It looked like cheap as shit, and that's what I had the problem with. It just looked cheap as dog shit. It, it just, I, again, I, I, I did like, it, you got some cool gore in there. I love when the fucking boulder just falls on the dude. <laughs> just loving the floor just falls on him. That was that was pretty cool. It had a couple of cool shots like that. Just um but again, I again I just I'm with you. I was kinda like Okay. <laughs> you know, it's not, mm-hmm. it wasn't horrible, but I it just I was in that middle ground and I, I gave it two out of four stars. I was kinda like, eh. I I wasn't expecting much from it, but I don't know. It just felt like more could have happened in the movie. It just felt like it could have been so much cooler. Um, I did watch, uh, and we were talking about just before one of the DVDs I got called Pain Shack. It's not the Ray Dennis Steckler No, joint. this isn't the Ray Dennis Steckler sh- <laughs> joint. Um, it's by these two filmmakers, Marissa and Alex Murphy, uh, Alex Murphy. Yes, I already oh, made. Robocop did this. Yes, I already. I put it in the review. That was the first Best thing I, I asked him about. He started laughing. He's like, "You're the first per- person that's even brought that up." <laughs> but uh, 
about a week before Wasteland, he sent me an online screener of this, and it's for people that just did shorts on YouTube. Pretty decent. Basically, it's a he he put it together. It was you could tell it was a web show. And they decided to okay, make it, okay. like a six episode web show. And that's what they do is like they were making like basically eight to ten minute films for YouTube, like to put on YouTube. And then, yeah, yeah. then they decided that it went into this web show that eventually they put it all together for an official DVD that they're giving an official release right now. And for anybody that's interested, go check out their Facebook uh, page. It's facebook.com backslash Ricky, Ricky Shore sings the blues. Uh, it has information. It's actually going to play in a few places around Ohio and uh, the DVD. I have the DVD in my possession now. And they're going to start selling DVDs of it. It's pretty decent. It's basically this guy in the movie uh, decides he wants to. Uh, he quits his he quits his job and decides he wants to do something different. He wants to do uh, review music on YouTube, okay. and he believes he could get ads and everything else just like everybody else. He becomes obsessed with a movie reviewer, Ricky Shores. Is this a real dude or made-up dude? They're made-up dudes, but after talking to this couple who made the film and put it together, they explained to me it is really based on uh, something that happened to them that recently, like, people were literally, like, there was a couple of people without naming names, and I said, you don't have to tell me because I don't care right, about yeah. that stuff, but I find it interesting. But basically, it's based on uh, there was a couple of people that were following their little short movies and web shows and their little skits they would do. It's kind of like a two-minute Saturday Night Live skit kind of thing they would do that people were copying that and actually using their names in their skits that they would post on YouTube. So it was like kind of like stalker <laughs> kind of fucking weird. Yeah. yeah. They were, I seen them uh, towards the end of the night of wasteland and we're talking and they're telling me a little bit about that. And they said, if you ever come across the person, you'll know immediately because they call their show inside the movie, uh, the noodle droop show. And basically the whole movie is about how some dude just can completely become so obsessed with not only the movie reviewer Ricky Shores, but reviewing and getting followers on YouTube. You can easily see people doing this. Even if you'll know the backstory of this, you, it, the movie basically revolves around there is people out there that basically look at people that do it for fun where they talk about the new CD they got or talk about the new Blu-ray, like even Sean Phillips who does it every week with his Blu-ray show on YouTube. But the the guy, the real popular guy, the big dude. Yeah, that he's now skinny. Okay. <laughs> Is he? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I, he's like... I just kind of know he's a big YouTube... Yeah, he's literally like dropped 200 pounds. Awesome. No lie, yeah, he's posted pictures recently. It's pretty pretty cool for him. But basically, it's kind of like a, a, a just a movie that revolves people that are obsessed with figures like that on YouTube. Fucking weirdos. Yeah, and that's basically, and I like that. 
It's cool. It's a, mm-hmm. it's basically a movie. I mean, it's a little rough around the edges and you could tell it was basically a web show edited in. And that's what, he, uh, they, the couple was explaining to me that it still needs to be edited for, you know, this new version DVD they gave to me. It cut it down a lot compared to what it was because it was running like 98 minutes long. Right. And I was just telling him, I was like, there's some dialogue. It doesn't deserve to be in there and stuff like that. But what it comes down to, it's basically their first full feature. And it's, and it's a learning experience, but I still gave it two and a half out of four stars. And they were telling me, uh, they enjoyed it so much. They're going to try to do stuff in the future too. So we'll see what happens. But yeah, if I remember next time I send you something, I'll have to send you the movie and l- let you decide for it. But yeah, it's, I just like the whole thing. They, uh, put it in a movie because I really do believe there's people who just sit there on YouTube and basically try to come up with their own gimmick. Oh, dude, YouTube's a fucking wormhole. Yeah. Man. And that's basically the whole point of the movie is YouTube is a wormhole and basically it sucks this dude in to the point where He's not talking to his kid. He's not talking to his wife. He refuses to have sex with his wife. That literally, he's all about getting the clicks and getting the followers. I don't understand how that shit makes money. Is that, I don't get it. I don't understand. Well, that's what it's getting into. Like he claim, like the character believes if he gets this ad space or whatever, Google ads, that it will justify him doing this. Okay, whatever. Yeah. Another, None of that shit interests me. It, it, but again, like I said, I liked the movie. It was yeah. different. It's pretty cool. I liked it. it, it like I said, I, I can't wait to see what they do next. Um, they said they enjoyed Wasteland. <laughs> was that their first time? Yeah, that was their first time. They got there late. Uh, they got there as it was closing, but I seen them out there in the lobby, and I was talking to them for a few minutes and everything. So, And he was just thanking me. said I gave him some great advice. I was like, Okay, <laughs> sure. <laughs> but anyhow, moving on. Uh, Synapse is putting out, or just put out this past week, a new Blu-ray for Long Weekend. And speaking of which, who did you blow to get Synapse screeners all of a sudden? <laughs> Dude, this has been going on for the past two years. And I will say it again. I've said it several times on the show before, and I've said it to several people. I don't know. <laughs> I literally don't know. For let me ex- somebody loves Tim Gross. Yeah, for, that person worked at Synapse. Let me explain something. For years, with every gross movie reviews book that I would put out there, I would constantly not only send copies of my book to Fango and Horrorhound and uh, whoever you know, like that magazines. I would send. Uh, Samples or ask for screeners. I would talk to Felsher. I would talk to a, cu- a couple other, you know, bigger name critics and ask them, how do you get screeners? Nothing. I would never get anything. And then a couple of years ago, it started with Full Moon. And it was right after the big... <laughs> Why you don't get Full Moon screeners is like, you should be number one. Yeah, well, part of it is now they basically don't make DVDs these days. Is what it's coming all their shit's going on to full moon yes, online. Yeah, that's the or, point. But you know what I mean. I like it started with full moon. All of a sudden, the full moon screeners came. Like I had about six of them, I think, at one time. And then one day, uh, it was Maniac Cop. I think it was. Or no, before that, even um, 
Oh, you got a. Uh, you sent it to me. Hands of the Ripper. Hands of the Ripper. That can't, that was the first one because that was the beginning of their Hammer collection they were putting on mm-hmm. Blu-ray. Then after that was uh, the Sam Raimi, Josh Becker, Scott Spiegel thing. Intruder. Not Intruder. Before Intruder. Uh, God told me to. Sorry. Yeah. It, it, yeah. Whatever that movie is. Yeah. They sent me that. I don't know why it's escaping mm. my mind. Where Sam- Thou shall not kill except. Yes. They sent me that on Blu-ray, and all of a sudden, everything that comes out on Blu-ray for Synapse gets sent to my house now. Awesome. Intruder, Maniac Cop, Frankenhooker, um, all the Hammer releases, Twins of Evil, uh, just really great stuff, Vampire Circus, just really cool stuff Synapse has been doing. And I don't know... They took notice, but believe me, I because I got to a point after the big ass book of gross movie reviews. When after that came out, I got to the point was you know what? I'm done asking for screeners. I'm done sending books to people. You want it? Give me money. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> it, I, I was tired of doing that because I was spending so much money sending these books out to magazines that never got reviewed, never get touched, and not only that. I just got bored of sending out emails or talking to people at conventions about trying to get on their screeners list. And even Felcher told me like how easy it was to get on Child Factory. Child Factory won't even send me an email back. Well, fuck them because they sent me the wrong Nightbreed. I know I'm never getting on that screener list, <laughs> <laughs> which is fine. Well, you know. <laughs> this world works in mysterious ways. <laughs> that kind of made up for never getting screeners from Shout Factory. <laughs> but that was how it came down to it. And to this day, I still write the reviews. Every time Synapse sends me stuff, I write it up and send it right back to them. Uh-huh. Uh, in good or bad. Mostly good because look at the movies they're sending me first off. But... Uh, I don't know about you. I, I will say this. If you get popcorn, I'm going to be pissed. Uh, I, there is a good chance of that. Damn you. Uh, but like I said, if you anybody out there that has bought a Synapse movie, especially a Blu-ray. They're awesome. Yeah. I Those guys don't fuck around. Yeah. I, I understand their pricing. You've heard me bitch about the prices because I've bought some of Synapse stuff, stuff even before. I've gotten... The screeners. Yeah. A lot of these Blu-rays that have come out recently, like the Intruder one and Mania Cop, and especially the Hammer ones, I would pay that. After watching what I... Yeah, there's a lot of shit on there. Yeah, after seeing these screeners and knowing what's going into these, it's like if I go to Wasteland and by some chance I wouldn't get a screener off of them and it's a movie I want, I'm buying it. Mm-hmm. I'll give them the 30 bucks for the Blu-ray. Hey, I almost spent eighty on both of those Demon Steel books. Yeah, I know, and they just re-released them as uh, another package. I'm glad I didn't. Yeah. yeah, another package. Which, by the way, which are just you sent me that. Yeah, they're just on DVDs and look amazing. Uh, but anyhow, long weekend for anybody. Uh, we we did it on what was it last year on Blood Bass and Boomsticks. I think so, something like that. Yeah, I don't know, did we, we did, yeah, Long Weekend, John Cross. Did. I was going to say, I believe it was with John Cross, because we did, like, Long Weekend, I think we did Razorback, 
and there was something else we did too. Yeah, Joe did Razorback a long time ago. So, but yeah, there you go. You know, I again. Which that that fucking get Razorback out on goddamn Blu-ray, Jesus. It, there's a rights issue with that, and that's. I know there's got to be. Yeah, there is a legit rights issue on that. But again, long weekend Blu-ray. Um, that YouTube thing will it, believe me. It. The Blu-ray, if you're a big fan of this movie, do yourself a favor. Put this on your list of stuff to buy. It, it just, I, it, it just absolutely just mind-blowing how amazing it looks. Fucking Australian, it's awesome. Yeah, well, besides that, yeah. Because I, I only give the movie two out of four stars, but the Blu-ray I give three out of four just because it is, like I said, just the color... Um, they even do a commentary with the producer and the cinematographer, which makes a ton of sense with this type of movie because it's a lot of animals and basically animals getting pissed off. <laughs> but very, it looks beautiful. Everyone, again, like I said, I cannot say enough good things about Synapse, not just because I'm getting screeners, but like I said, they are putting out quality stuff on Blu-ray the past couple of years. Popcorn's coming. I can't wait. Yeah, amazing stuff, and I will probably get a screener of popcorn. But I fucking hate you. Uh, but anyhow, I watched Edge of the Axe. Okay, this is what I bought you last at yes at last Cinema Wasteland. What'd you think? I uh, it was hilarious. <laughs> fucking weird and horrible. It, what and Spanish? Yes, it's a Spanish film that actually is shot mostly in California. Uh, and some weird computer guy basically trying to bang an underage girl. Yep. While people are being killed by a person in a white mask. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's weird. It's 80-ish, but it's lots just sitting there laughing like... Doesn't make a lick of sense. Does, yeah, it doesn't make sense. I don't know, sitting there, I'm watching the movie and I'm like, okay... Everybody knows she's underage, right? Because <laughs> everybody's okay with this dude, like, creeping out on her <laughs> the whole time. Yeah. Um, also watched Junior. The- Don't. No, you, did I send you that? <laughs> yes, you did. Don't you ever send that fucking movie back to me. <laughs> Fuck that movie. I enjoyed it. You suck. <laughs> All your cred went out the fucking window. That I don't think it's great. Bullshit. I gave it two stars, but it just... <laughs> I give it negative two stars. I'm taking your stars away. <laughs> Fuck, that movie was... I've been waiting to see that movie. Like, I remember uh, the video shop down down the street from me had that, and I never rented it, but it had an awesome, like, rat-ass poster art yeah. that said something about the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and it looked at... Nope, it's just hillbilly... Bullshit. Yeah, it's hillbilly. It's basically a hillbilly trying to rape two girls that just oh, got out. Total just got, yeah, just got out of prison that were trying to redo uh, like a little river place and have their own business. Mm-hmm. And mom is watching from the porch. Mm-hmm. And that fucking junior guy was that Frank Caliendo guy who used to do the movie reviews on the Daily Show. <laughs> Sucks the worst, like of the all the of all the Texas Chainsaw Massacre ripoffs. That's the fucking worst. Oh, I I could see that. I could see where you're coming from there. Fuck that movie. That pissed me off. I wanted it to be cheaper, it sucked. 
Uh, also watched a movie called Bad Kids Go to Hell. Was this a movie that was supposed to come out in theaters? Yes. And it kind of just, like, you'd see trailers for it everywhere, and it just never came, and now it's out on DVD, I guess? Yes. Okay. And, there, I, I and there's a sequel coming. Why? Uh, the, after you watch this movie, you ask the same thing. It did so shitty, like, it didn't even make, it was supposed to be. Unless, I don't know, does this have to do with, like, kids in detention or something? They make many, many references to Breakfast Club, mainly just because Judd Nelson is the principal. He shows up for about five minutes. and <laughs> Shows up for a carton of cigarettes and hits the door. Yeah, it, it literally is just basically, it has every cliche from, like, 80s movies jammed into mm-hmm. this. One of those movies that isn't going to work in a post cabin in the woods. Yeah, world. kind of, because it's basically like, okay, here's a rich kids with rich kid problems. They're all a lot of those coming around. Yeah, lately. they're in detention and they're all dying because the school is built on an Indian burial ground. <sighs> yeah, and it's just, it's literally a movie just about rich kids that have rich kid problems. And it, I'm not interested. It, yeah, it has Judd Nelson in it for five minutes, and it has Ben Browder from Farscape as the janitor in it. No thanks. I mean, Judd Nelson's fucking harsh as fuck. But, nah, no thanks. I think I'll skip that one. Uh, Unless I see it on the flick somewhere, Netflix. Yeah, then we move on to Invasion of the Pod People. And Invasion of the Pod People. Basically, I, I summed it up to as... Apparently, Asylum Entertainment tried to do an erotic remake of Invasion of Body Snatchers. <laughs> Was Misty Monday in it? I even made mention to her that they made a poor attempt of trying to resurrect her. Even though, apparently, she's still alive. Was she, she was at Wasteland, right? She was at Wasteland. I never seen her. I heard, and I didn't see the stump fuck lady either. I heard conflicting stories about Misty Monday. I heard she left because her horses were dying or sick or something. Uh-oh. But also, I heard she got horribly trashed late Friday night and was not able to come back for Saturday. <laughs> And there's a lot of stories going around that she was trying to lap dance people about 2.30 in the morning. Oh, man, I missed it on Friday. Yeah, there's a lot of people claiming she was trying to do lap dances. God damn it. But anyhow, stay away from Invasion of the Pod people. No problem. Yeah. Uh, also fun is I texted you about it in an Italian movie that was missing Fred Williamson. It's called The Final Executioner. I saw that poster. It looked rad. Yeah. And again, it's basically rich people with rich people problems after the apocalypse. I thought this was a post-apocalyptic movie. It is. Apparently rich people still make... There's no rich people in the Oh yeah, they live in a gated community where anybody outside of it, they hunt them because they're like... This movie sounds like a bunch of bullshit. They're expendable material. And then anybody <laughs> that doesn't go with the rich people, they're also expendable material. Including the guy that tells them, hey, it's no longer radioactive outside the walls. And they get rid of them. <laughs> so, 
<laughs> and basically, the rest of the movie is him trying to get back and kill the hunters that were hunting him. And no Fred Williamson. And no Fred Williamson. But no if you love Italian cheese... I do. It's 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 worth a six-pack. I like cheese from Canada more than... I mean, it's the Italian... It's the Italy of the North, don't you know? I like Canadian cheese more Put it than this Italian. way. If I would watch a movie and have a friend over and we had two six-packs and pizza... It'd be Quast, and it'd be this movie. <laughs> that sounds like fun. Yeah, because Quast loves when I find stuff like this. He, I'm telling you, like the best, the best movie for something like that, Friends and Beer, is Invasion of the Blue Lights or Invasion of the Blue Lights or Curse of the Blue Lights. Curse of the Blue Lights. I always call it Invasion of the Blue Lights. I don't know why. That is the ultimate Friends and Beer movie. It's just fucking weird. What goes on in that movie? But another movie you'll be glad I finally checked out. Clown. Yeah. It's awesome, isn't it? I enjoy I won't say again. I will go back to this one I understand a lot more than Starry Eyes. People going batshit crazy over. I Clown I understand. I really enjoyed it. It's different. I was glad. The kid fell on the power sauce. Yes. Oh my god. I so bad. I was laughing. But I gave it three out of four. I'm not going to say it's one of the better movies of 2015, but it's very good. It's, it's awesome. really good. I enjoyed it. I liked it. It was different. I didn't understand why everybody was making a big deal that Eli Roth. Basically, it's just a year live Roth presents. Yeah, yeah, but it's good. Yeah, it's, it's a good, really it's not good. Like, if you're, it's not like uh, a Wes Craven presents. No, exactly. Not at all. It, it, it's definitely a decent film. It's something you're going to want to check out this year. Um, it's a shame it got released in the UK first. I say it's best horror movie of the year so far. Hey, I, like I said, I've seen other stuff I think is better in my opinion, but. Yeah. At least with this movie, I will listen to your argument of why it should be. Yeah, Future Kick with Don Dragon Wilson and Meg Foster takes place in the year 2025. Also stars Chris Penn. <laughs> Chris Penn. <laughs> <laughs> I miss Chris Penn. I really miss that dude in, in like Cheezo movies because I was, I was watching Black Dynamite and he showed up. Or no, that's not Chris Penn in Black Dynamite. No. Is it? Who's no. The, who's the fucking yelling, screamy remember. white guy? I can't remember. Star. His last name's Star. Because he was the guy sitting in the van in... in Down by the river? No, that's that's Chris Farley. No, the the fucking... Do you want to hear the most annoying sound in the world guy? In Double Dumber, he was sitting in between them. Okay. Martin Star, maybe? I don't know what his name is, but he's dead. Chris Penn also dead? Yes. Okay. It's a bad day to look like a big fat white guy, I guess. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> was it decent? Oh, I, I was waiting for you to say you're talking about the big dumb white guys. Speaking of, yeah, fucking, I don't know. I guess you die if you're a big dumb white guy. Well, anyhow, yeah, it's 2025. No budget. It's a Corman flick. And basically, what it is is Donda Dragon Wilson plays one of two androids left 
supposedly after a big war with the androids and police force has it in for him and some dude that writes like programs for virtual virtual reality it goes back to earth cuz all the rich people live on the moon and he goes back to earth so he gets slutted up with some prostitutes and drinking and he gets killed and he gave like half of a thousand dollar bill or a million dollar bill or something Basically tell him Don to Dragon Wilson, meet me at this hotel room and I'll give you the other half. And basically he gets killed and Meg Foster, who's the wife, comes looking for him and basically Don Wilson helps her. Wow. It sounds like a million Hollywood movies have this exact same plot. <laughs> yeah, it's, it is like literally this, if Sci-Fi Channel was around at the time, this would have been a Saturday night main mm, event. Nah. Saturday was, night main event. Yeah, I, I was glad I got it. It was funny. I enjoyed it. Um, I've watched Big Bad Wolf. Okay. You ever, yeah, I, I, just, I have this, but I've never watched it. Okay, it stars Robin Sidney, who's famous for like the last four or five Full Moon movies. Richard Tyson, the chick from Halloween Town, who's all pierced it up now. Glenn Howard's in it for two minutes, and David Naughton plays the town sheriff for about three minutes. So you love this movie. It's got David Naughton in it. That's what you're I, Fuck David Naughton. <laughs> it's – put it this way. It's it, – it, and it stars the dude from 3 O'Clock High, the bully. They're the dude that got hired to beat up everyone. Oh, uh, fucking – I forget. His, I think – yeah, buddy. Yeah, I, which I think that is his name is Richard Tyson. That's why I wrote it down. But anyhow, he uh, Buddy Ravel. I knew yeah, I'd he, think of it he, in a minute. He goes on a hunting trip. He comes back. He basically steals his buddy's wife and everything because his buddy dies from this horrible animal attack. And for the most part, he's abusing the broad. And the kid steals his keys, goes to a cabin out in the woods. It just happens to be a full moon. So guess who's killing everyone? Mm. And just put it this way. This movie made me want to go grab Bad Moon with Michael Perrier and start watching that again. Okay. Yeah. Bad Moon's fucking awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's and Big Bad Wolf isn't great, but it isn't. It's it. It's basically the Freddy Krueger werewolf movies. Okay. (laughs) Because he's like when he's a werewolf, he starts raping a chick. He starts talking about how he's going to rip people's balls off and <laughs> stuff like that. Sounds terrible. <laughs> it kind of is. <laughs> I'll watch it. Exactly. Uh, Deliver Us From Evil. Oh, yeah. I saw you were – you said you were watching that. I like yes. that movie. I, I enjoyed it. Like, I... what if CSI or Law & Order went – and had like a fucking weirdo devil episode. Yeah, literally. And like, surprisingly, I found out it is claimed to be based on a true account. Yeah, of... I don't put any fucking stock in that though. I mean. No, but I really liked, I, I liked the movie. It's kind of like an updated exorcist kind of, um, without being the exorcist. Yeah, nowhere is good, but yeah, but you're right. Yeah, but it's still, it's decent movie. Definitely like video store rental. Mm-hmm. You're looking for something, you know, looking for a movie. This is a movie I would grab. Definitely worth checking out. Uh, of course, we're going to be talking about Fantastic Voyage. Uh, also watched a short film called The Last Dinner. 
in basic <laughs> about Jesus? <laughs> no. No. It's a short film basically uh this guy named Jonathan has a problem. Uh dead people are talking to him and you you find out real quick that they're his victims and basically he changes them like garbage. <laughs> like once the one starts smelling and it starts rotting, he gets rid of it and brings in a new one. Okay. <laughs> That's the whole short film. So it's the end of Hell Knight. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I like that. Uh, and then plus two for the last movie, I watched American Scary. That's which, fucking great. That's a goddamn awesome movie. Sam which had a print Dan bitch. written on the DVD, American Story. So it kind of sat there on my shelf for a while. He was probably still drunk. <laughs> and I was not watching it. So I finally watched it, and it's about all the horror hosts, and I think you've talked about yeah, it. Sammy before. Terry's on that mug. Uh, Chili Billy, yep. which was really cool. Zachary's uh, in there. Yeah, everybody's horror host from everywhere. It, and it basically, it breaks it down, not only the history, but... By region? Yeah, by region, how, like, how it got started back in the 50s, basically, once television was out there, like, within a year that the television went on. Like in the mid fifties, like all of a sudden, horror hosts started popping up. Mm-hmm. So, and they were explaining because Universal Monsters stopped having, or Universal Studios. They put out that package deal. Yeah, they put out that package deal. They weren't playing in theaters anymore, and this was how they were making money. And then it even towards the end of the documentary gets into the whole. Uh, the internet and basically why there isn't horror hosts much on television these days and stuff like that. So it's pretty decent. I forget, um, was Joe Bob in on that? He's in it like twice. I was going to say, I times. thought I remember seeing him. Yeah, he's like in there three times for about two and a half minutes, if that. Oh. Like he, he's done, cause Elvira in, Alvira doesn't have much screen time in there either, uh-huh. but she is mentioned beyond, like, much more than Joe Bob is uh-huh. throughout that, which I was very surprised. Not that Alvira didn't have an impact, but to me, at least, after, like, even the Zachary and some of these, some of the older ones they were bringing up. That guy in San Francisco that just smokes the pipe and... You yeah, know, the Dan that, Wil- Wilkins or something. Who that guy is, but that guy's cool as shit. <laughs> but it was just, I was surprised because Elvira and Joe Bob was like the link between the seventies and yep. this whole new generation of horror hosts that like came about in the mid nineties, basically. Mm-hmm. These two were that link. And then I was surprised. There was no Rhonda Cher from USA Up All Night. I'm not saying they were horror hosts, but I thought they deserved uh, a mention. Yeah, she does, yeah. And so does Gilbert Godfrey. I just thought USA Up All Night deserved a mention, especially since uh, Commander USA was there. Yep. I I mean, it's like, okay, sorry, if you're going to bring that guy in, then you at least got to mention USA Up All Night. Commander USA was a staple. Him and Lefty. Yeah, and he was funny. Don't get me wrong, like I said. Is this the first time I saw, uh, he introduced me to Night of the Creeps. Yeah, I liked him, but I just felt like USA Up All Night deserved a mention. Uh huh. It was my only thing. Well, you know, rights and. Yeah, that, and I, you could tell they really, 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 like, 
they based it upon a lot of Ohio horror hosts, which were mostly in there, which is fine. I don't have a problem with that. It, it just, like I said, I just felt like there there should have been a few more mentions, and I just felt like they could have talked to Joe Bob a little bit more about the stuff, especially since he's seen the end of the originals, you know, <laughs> and he's seen in the beginnings of the new the new ones that are out there. But yeah, it, it just I I I thought that you know. And they could have had Chili Billy talk a little more on there too. Well, they could have had Sammy. That shit, man. That that whore host. That's territorial shit. Yeah. Where, oh where, yeah. They, wherever you live, yours was the best, and fuck everybody else. Yeah. They they got into that too. They got in, a little bit into that, explaining that. Yeah, that's good. But yeah, I enjoyed it. It was cool. It was really cool. That's on Netflix too. Oh, I cool. Leave. So, but anyhow, what did you, what have you been watching? Oh, so? Jesus, man. I watched so much shit. I didn't even keep track, but, uh, let's see. I did watch Summer Rental <laughs> with John Candy. Yes. And that movie is fucking great. I miss those eighties, like not family offensive, but almost, I mean, you got the lady in there pulling her boobs out for everybody, but it's just funny. It's fucking, I mean, you cannot have a movie like that. If John Candy was around, he's a fat, funny white dude. He is not getting, like, the lead in any movie nowadays. Yeah. It'd be like, if they were going to remake Summer Rental, it'd be like fucking Kevin James. Well, well, you know it would be Kevin James. And there's there's a fucking world of difference between John Candy and somebody like that. Well, that's, a, that's the sad part. With John Candy, there was always fat jokes. Mm-hmm. Now with Kevin James, it's there's never a fat... It's all fat jokes. I See, I don't think it is. Or no, I think I'm... I'm talking, what's her name? Oh. Uh, Melissa McCarthy, yeah. Yeah. Who's going to yeah. be in the new, the lead of the new Ghostbusters movie. Uh, that woman, I, that is, let's grind that fat joke into the ground and never fucking stop. Well, that was the thing with Candy. He was actually very talented and people didn't give him the credit. Yep. For the actor he was. It was always, hey, we got to talk about the fat guy. <laughs> he was in the clown murders. Yeah, he was, but... I just missed that dude, man. Like, all those summer rental and who's Harry Crumb and all the shit I used to get at the video store with him in it. I missed that guy. And he was Barth, for God's sakes. He just, he was good. Yeah, he was a good dude. But watch that. What else did I watch? I have been watching Daredevil. And people are flipping their shit about Daredevil. And you know I what? haven't been paying attention Rightly to Rightly so, it's fucking great oh that's good it is it's awesome it's a netflix original so they could get like they could get away with shit they can't show on tv like yeah there there was a whole scene on the one episode i watched a little earlier where like there's no as of right now i'm only on to like episode six and i think there's 13 there's like the heroes and villains there's daredevil and the kingpin and there might be another like, they really haven't, the Kingpin is the big bad guy, but mm. I, I have a feeling that they're working up to, like, he's going to get another guy in there, because Daredevil, he doesn't even have the suit yet. Okay. I don't even think Daredevil has fought with a stick yet, and, and I'm all the way on to episode five. It's a little CSI, uh, crime lawyer-ish, but, but you know what, Daredevil's a lawyer, mm-hmm. and it's, it's just really good and violent, and the guy they got to play Daredevil is great. And he totally sells being blind. Completely. Like, there's, 
I keep watching it, and I'm gonna. I, I, I'm trying to find the scene where he obviously, you know, kind of busts kayfabe, and he's not blind. You know, it's never there. He just <laughs> sells blind so good, and I have never seen a goddamn guy nail a fucking character better than Vincent D'Onofrio as the kingpin. Talk about big fat white dudes. He's the fucking I, kingpin personified. I was going to say, I know a lot of people were excited, actually, about him doing that. He's great. Like, he he's a physical threat, too. He he beat the living... He's not just a big fat guy, because the kingpin's all muscle. He's not fat. Mm-hmm. He just looks that way. He beat the living shit out of Daredevil and, and, like, threw him out a window. But there's a ninja in there, and Scott Glenn showed up for an episode as Stick, Daredevil's, like, trainer when he was a kid, and... There's a lot of flashbacks, so I've been watching that, and I decided, I need to, you know what, I haven't seen the, the fucking movie Daredevil in a while, I'm gonna go back and watch that. No. And, wow, that looks like a cheap piece of shit. That movie, whoo! Like, <laughs> I, I kinda, like, I, I was kinda ambivalent about it when mm-hmm. I saw it before, cause I was like, I know Daredevil and pff, that's it, like, he's not a character that I, like, I really liked. Yeah. That is one cheap looking fucking movie. And Ben Affleck sucks. Uh, Bullseye's kinda cool, but the, the, the TV show makes that movie look terrible. And don't forget, he got Electra. I don't even care. He got Jessica Gardner. Electra's a cool movie because it has cool bad guys, but that's it. It's I was gonna say, right that movie out. sucks out loud. Well, it, it's a terrible movie, but I like those bad guys that she was fighting. That's, that's like the one good thing I can say about it. But Daredevil, holy crap, I can't wait to like watch more, cause it's really mm-hmm. good and I wanna see where it goes. I watch, I think there's 13 episodes, I'm on like number 6 or something, and I'm, I'm embarrassed that I have never been back to Hannibal. <laughs> yeah, you should be. Uh, third season starts, uh, Thursday season starts June 4th, because I just posted a couple more trailers for it. Well, speaking of new seasons, uh, you're not going to give a shit, but god dang, uh, Game of Thrones started again? Yep, I heard. I have the first four episodes. I've seen the first, like, it's only, tonight is the second episode premiere, but, you know, if you know where to look, the first uh, four episodes have leaked online, so yay for Mm. that. Uh first two episodes i've seen um not a lot going on uh there it's it's set up to something though like uh you're not gonna know or care but it's uh dinklage front runner of the show crossing the narrow sea gonna meet up with the blonde chick with the dragons uh varus who is awesome he's like a super spy kind of uh defected took dinklage with her uh Brianna Tarth, my woman, got to kill some fucking folks in a badass way. I like that. Uh, it's, it's not as good as season four, but it's getting there. It'll get, okay. it'll get there. Uh, I, that's, that's my, sh- that's my jam. That is my show of shows and <laughs> it'll, it's, it's totally my fucking jam. It will fucking get there. What else did I watch? Daredevil, Daredevil. I think that's about it. I'm going to watch Hot Tub Time Machine 2 tonight, and I'm not looking forward to it because <laughs> I did not like that first one. But I've I the love the first one. I like, I like fucking, what's his name? Uh, crazy fuck. 
Can't think of his name right now. Yeah, I forget his name. Um, too. Willard, uh, 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 Crispin Glover. Oh, Crispin Glover. I like yeah. him in that movie because you're always wanting to, you're always waiting for him to lose that fucking arm. <laughs> but I don't know. Maybe I won't watch the Hot Tub Time Machine. There was some other stuff I watched that I wanted to talk about, and I just can't remember. Uh, yeah, I forget. <laughs> so, uh, we got some candy diggits. You want to do some candy diggits? Sure. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Okay, uh, trailer Geddon, Armageddon fucking happened. Did you see all the new trailers? Mm, for... You got Star Wars? Yeah, I've seen the Star you Wars You got a one. Batman versus Superman trailer? Which I'm not going nutsoid over like a lot of people are. And, yeah, me neither. And you got um, the big, crazy Mad Max trailer. And yeah, should, the we one. Should, that... We should totally tell people about our plan uh, for Mad Max. <laughs> I don't know why. I'm coming to Pittsburgh to see Mad Max. Me and Tim are going to touch boners. And then I'm going yeah. home and watch Mad Max. <laughs> the boner touching. We're going to touch boners and, and fucking go home and watch Mad Max. Yeah, I didn't understand that one either, but still. I yeah. have already staked out my theater. I am driving all the way, almost all the way to Indianapolis to see it in IMAX 3D the day it releases. Okay. And I've already got my vacation day and my boner is primed. So. <laughs> I, I'll be going. Uh, I'll be going that Saturday morning. Oh yeah, you gonna take? Yeah. you gonna take the kids or? No, no. Just gonna uh, go I'm check it take... out. Yeah, I'm just gonna go check it out. I'm gonna take dad. Dad, dad geeked out about it for a little bit. He was like, "That looks really crazy. It looks like just." He's like, "I don't know if I want to see that." And I'm like, "Dad, everything is gonna explode. It's fucking great." Yeah. Oh, I know what else I watch. I want to talk about. Have you ever seen Bronson? No. About it's got. I'm watching some Tom Hardy movies because, because you know I'm getting fucking geeked up and primed up. Mm-hmm. And Bronson, Nicholas Winding Refn movie, who did Drive, which is awesome, did Only God Forgives, which is also awesome. But you need to watch that because it's like a Dario Argento uh, crime movie in yeah. in like Taiwan or Singapore or somewhere like mm-hmm. that, and it's fucking great. And Bronson is Tom Hardy. With a handlebar mustache playing England's worst, worst criminal. And it's, it's based on true story and Tom Hardy is the funniest, most like threatening guy I've ever seen in a movie theater. Like his deal is he's just, he's just violent and he doesn't know why and he gets in these big prison fights and he greases himself up. He gets totally naked. Uh, there's a lot of Tom Hardy peeing in this movie. If you if you like that kind of thing, if you want to see his wiener, it, it's there to check out. Um, he gets all greased up and fights everybody, and it's just an insane fucking movie. And you okay. need to you need to see it because do yourself a favor, take a day, have you a crazy inmate double feature. You watch Bronson and you watch uh, Chopper with Eric Bana. Yeah, I have seen that one. That is Chopper's insane. Yeah, especially when he pulls his dick out at the bar. That and he fucking chops his ears and cuts his ears off. Yeah, it like just the crazy ass movie. I caught that on IFC like shortly, 
Like IFC had, oh, when that came to the theaters, like IFC had some special Friday midnight screening of it. Right. Like shortly after it hit theaters and it played like one time and then it didn't play again for like another five months. It just, I was like, this movie's insane. It is insane. That true story shit, I love it. But yeah. Um, anyway, I forgot what we were talking about. Tom Hardy. Oh yeah. And there was the big Mad Max super huge trailer. And a new yes. one dropped with, what do, what do you think, man? I mean, of the new Mad Max. What do you think is going to be the movie of the summer? Is Mad it, Max. Let's throw Star Wars in there, see, even though that's Christmas. Do you think Star Wars is, I, I'm, I'm geeked up to see Mad Max more than any of these. Yeah, I am too. But I'll give them credit because there was another trailer for Star Wars yeah. that was more stuff. And at the end of it, it shows Han Solo and Chewbacca and Han Solo saying that we're home, Chewie. Yeah. Uh, I was kind of like, okay. I was and, in. Yeah, I was in yeah, when I saw that. Yeah, it was kind of like, okay, you're getting me now. Mm-hmm. You got it right. It, that trailer yeah. alone makes those fucking prequels just look like hot garbage. And I'm yeah. not a hater of the prequels. Like, the first one stinks, but I can stand the second and the third one. Mm-hmm. And just, I feel like, and, and you know, there's a lot of people out there that say, fuck Star Wars. I can't, I can't say that, dude. I love Star Wars. It's great. And a lot of people out there, T-shirt Joe not included, because I really believe that guy hates Star Wars. Yeah, he and, does. And there's a lot of people out, people out there that are just like, man, fuck Star Dude. No, don't, don't even, it's just a bunch of bullshit. You're faking. You're, you're just saying that to be. You're being cool. Yeah, to, to fucking like get a rise out of people or not being an iconoclast or some shit like that. Nah, man. Star Wars is fucking rad. It's the first movie I ever saw in a theater when I was two years old on a double bill with Super Fuzz. If you can believe that. <laughs> uh, just. Fuck off. Star Wars just rules so fucking hard. Maybe, like, I will entertain the, the, the argument that the first one is boring. And it kind of is, but there's some cool shit. It, it, it picks up in Jedi. Jedi for life, you motherfuckers. <laughs> but what'd you, th- did you watch the Superman Batman trailer? Cause that one yeah, kind of got me interested. It... I, don't get me wrong. Do I want it to happen? Yes. I just, I, just for some reason, for me, those movies have passed me by. I, I, Superman movies or? Yeah, just the Superman and Batman movies. Do I like them? Yes. But I'm just like non-excited. Okay. I, I don't know how to explain it. I don't hate it. I think it's cool. I just think it is taken way too long of a time for it to finally get to this. They're advertising movies way too far in advance, I think. Yes. Like, I can't get excited for a movie that's two years away. Sorry. I mean, I, yeah. know, I am aware that the internet exists, but the, and the days of being a surprise by a movie are long gone, but God yeah, damn it. It's just, it's one of those things. It's taken so long, and I just love how everybody's just like, well, that's it. Marvel's done. No. Um, no, they've gotten, they're not even scared. Yeah, it's just like, uh, no. Mm. <laughs> it's just, 
<laughs> it's like, I think if Marvel, anybody's going to kill Marvel, it'll be Marvel themselves. Yes, I was going to say Marvel will eat Marvel. Yeah. And the only reason is because of that is because Too it's much. basically been like WWE fighting itself for the past decade. Yeah. And that's what it's come down to. There really hasn't been anything DC related outside of the couple of Dark Knight movies. Well, they've, they've got a license to print money with like Superman, uh, and Batman. Mm -hmm. What else does DC have? I don't care about Wonder Woman. I don't care about Aquaman. Yeah, yeah. That's their place is TV. Yeah, and I've said that from the beginning, but this has just taken entirely way too long. Mm -hmm. And I think by time, like you said. They're they're trying to play catch up. Yeah, they're trying. Well, this is the problem. They're trying to. And I think this is part of my reason. Am I going to go to see the movie probably? Yeah. You know, I probably will go see it, but it's a year and a half off, so, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's, but it, it, it just, it seems like they're trying to play catch up in one movie. No, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, pointless. It, it's like, dudes, just don't worry about it. Go out, make a, make a crazy ass popcorn movie that I'm going to remember. Make me the Avengers, okay? That's all I'm asking. Well, what do you think about the Avengers? I'm, I've heard some crazy shit about the Avengers. I've heard all the shit in the trailer. Mm-hmm. Is There's nothing from the third act. You don't even see the Vision. The Vision's supposed to be in the movie, I guess. I, I bet you the Vision happens after the credits. I don't know. It's Paul Bettany. He's, he's a big-time actor. I don't think they'd do that. I think he's in it. I honestly do. I mean, you got Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver. Are, are, yeah. Oh my gosh! But just, of all the movies coming out, give me that goddamn Mad Max movie right the fuck now. Oh, I was gonna say I would. I mean, yeah, Avengers two. I'm excited, but Mad Max is a whole different excitement. Mm-hmm. It, it just, I'm stoked for that movie. I'm, I can't wait to see it. I'm starting the fucking countdown. We have 29 days. Like, my inner nine-year-old, eight-year-old seeing the Road Warrior for the first time is excited, okay? That is something, you know, Batman, Superman, Avengers 2, do I want to see those movies? Yes. But they're not triggering the inner eight-year-old that, you know, watch Toe Cutter and (laughs) just... Lord humongous. I was I was watching Toe Cutter earlier today. It just that's it just the Road Warrior was just a bleak and still to this day just off the hook. Mm, speaking of badass that, movie, I did a commentary with two drunk two drink minimum that Tim didn't want to be a part of. Oh, I was busy drinking and moving furniture for 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 Thunderdome and. And we got we got to a conversation. I think there were six dudes there, seven, uh-huh. seven, six, seven people. Half of them believe that that's Jedediah is not the same character from the Road Warrior, and half of us said yes, it is. Jedediah, okay, refresh my mind. The fucking here. okay, Thunderdome. The gyro captain is the same character as the guy in. The yes, Dome. yes, I say it is. I yes. say it is. Yeah, because I of the, agree. Because of the picture? Yes. 
I totally agree. And with they were you. like, "Oh, that's just a picture." I'm like, "Yeah, that's the picture of the chick he took off with." Yeah, he just happens to have a picture of a blonde girl uh-huh. that happened to be in the Road Warrior. Yeah, that he flies off with. Uh huh. And now she's not there, and some random little blonde kids running around with a gun. Mm-hmm. And we also got an argument: Is Blaster the retarded guy from the first one? I say, I say, I say no, but I'd like to think that he is. Yeah, I could see it where that makes happens. sense. It makes it may, sense. Yeah, that I agree with you. It's not, but I could see at least there's a little bit more parallel there. I could see. Yeah, it was it, funny. Your boy, your boy, pew 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 guy. Yeah, <laughs> Joe guy. Yeah, Joe, Joe guy. He was calling that. That's not Jedediah. He's saying that's not Jedediah. He took off with the other dudes and banged baby spice with the ponytail on the back of her head, on the side of her head and had baby. Ah, baby spice. That's awesome. <laughs> that is fucking great. He's baby that is, spice. That is, oh my God, never even thought about that in a million years. That is awesome. I love that dude. He's great. <laughs> he was going pew, pew, pew through the whole thing. It was awesome. That was great. See that I would have enjoyed just because. Mm-hmm. Just just to listen to him live, I would have just lost it. Okay, so summer movies. I don't even know what's coming out. Uh, yeah, we're it. gonna get into this. It's already started. I don't know what. Is there a big one that I don't know about? I mean, well, wait, you've heard how much money Furious Seven has made so far. One point right? one billion. Yeah, that's some number. Yeah, I saw it and I was like, I. It was okay. They're I making mean, more. I, of course they are. It's a, it's a fucking printing press for money. Yes, it is. And it, the way it ended, it, they shouldn't make any more. Uh, mm. There was only, and the way they did it was really good. There was only one part at the very end of the movie with CGI Paul Walker that looked really bad. Yeah. Like, I think all of his stuff was done. Yeah, yeah, that's died. what I've heard. It was all done. There was, and they ended it perfect. And, but you know what? It didn't, it just had a sense of anarchy with no sense of fun. Okay. Like, okay, five, five is when everybody fucking like jumped back on, like, this is fucking insane. What the yeah. shit? It went crazy, and it was This great. is when they decided to call it the Fast and the Furious again. Yeah, <laughs> and it had a sense of fun. It had those two uh, Brazilian dudes in there, the brothers, that were hilarious. Yeah. Those guys aren't in 6 and 7, and I think that hurts because it's all super serious, and it's not a lot of fun. It's all about – I don't know. They're what The Rock in 7, he's in it for the first 20 minutes – and it seems like he just shows up, and then he's he's gone literally until the last ten minutes, where okay, The Rock has broken his arm, broken his leg, and just gets up out of the hospital bed, breaks his cast off, steals a ambulance, and at this point they're in L.A. getting chased around by a Jamaican warlord <laughs> flying a helicopter. How he got an armed helicopter into the USA. He had to get the WrestleMania. I don't know, whatever. But it, there's a guy controlling a drone with a minigun on it. Okay, so the rock breaks out of the... <laughs> he knows, oh my God, my man Dom 
my buddy. I can't let him get hurt. The Rock's got to take charge. Breaks his cast off, steals an ambulance, jumps the ambulance off a bri- off a top of a bridge like Terminator 2 style, lands the ambulance on top of the drone, punches the drone in the in the. Like, <laughs> he threw punch the drone. Punches a drone in the video camera. Steals the minigun off the drone and shoots a helicopter out of the sky. And I was like, at this point, you might as well throw fucking dinosaurs in this son of a bitch. (laughs) Put some zombies and some robots. I was going to say, you can do this, but I can't have a Thunder the Barbarian movie. It's just, we're throwing, (laughs) it's a kitchen sink movie, man. And it just, it didn't have any sense of fun at it at all. And I completely forgot, like. 90% 90% of that movie, whereas five, I, I could watch that right now. It's just crazy. But the way they did Paul Walker, no, we don't need no more. Let that guy fucking let it be. And just fuck. <laughs> I'm not mad. I went and seen it. I'm not mad. I spent 15 bucks and seen it, but you know. Are you ready for questions? Let's get to the questions. Okay, <laughs> I'm going to start with T-Shirt Joe. Okay. <laughs> How do you feel about the rumors of a Mad Max Star Wars crossover? Bring it on. I don't give a fuck. Bring that shit on. Mad Max will ramp Jawas jaw, off of Jawa fucking big huge things and land on, Which, land on Jabba sail barge. The reason I bring this up, did you check out T-Shirt Joe pointing out Jar Jar Binks is in the new Star Wars movie? Mm-hmm. No, I didn't see T-Shirt Joe did it, but someone did. I saw that picture. Yeah, T-Shirt Joe is spreading it around. It gets exploded. Yeah. Uh, James Peter Cox, he has a question. How much would Warner Brothers have to pay Kyle to review the Kiss Scooby-Doo movie for the show in a positive review? They'd have to pay me a lot. I'm not interested. Two things I don't care about. And they're together. Kiss. And they're together. That's like putting a turd to me. That's like putting a turd on a turd and putting it on a sandwich and saying, hey, now with 40% more turd. No thanks. T-shirt Joe wants to know, would you rather take a fantastic voyage through Ron Jeremy's body or drive through Louisiana? I want to take a fantastic voyage through anybody's body because that looked pretty fucking cool. I don't know what, what, I've never drove through Louisiana, but I have drove through Kansas. Mm -hmm. Holy shit, boy. There's nothing. Kansas is flat and that's just about it. There's nothing in Kansas, I swear to Christ. Uh, Josh Teeter wants to know, your boy. My boy. Is, is Glenn Danzing turning into Sigourney Weaver or is she turning into him? That's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting some good ones here. We could have fucking Glenn Danzing stand in for her in the new Aliens movie if she didn't. Stun there, Yes, there you go. Uh, two questions from Craig Everett Earl. If the entire mystery gang was stuck on an island without food, who should Scooby and Shaggy eat first and last? I would hope George Eastman is on that island and he eats everybody. (laughs) (laughs) And then Godzilla stomps the island. And we have to watch uh, what is it? Impothagus. Impothagus. Impothagus 2028. Yes, I want to see that where he eats the Scooby Goo gang. On, on fucking Nightmare Island or something. 
his second question is, if a guy named Graham has a Graham cracker, does that mean he could call it daddy? Sure. Is that anything like the question, if you if you had a clone of yourself and then you fucked that clone, would that be incest or masturbation? <laughs> I have no clue. Uh, T-Shirt Joe wants to know, which horror icon would be com- competitive on Dance with the Stars? On Dancing with the Stars? Yes. I feel like Robert England could probably cut a mean rug. Tony Todd probably could too. Tall, lanky dude. Yeah. He'd probably pick those chicks up and flip them around and, and shit like that. I went R.A. Mahelhoff on her. <laughs> he could just fucking power slam folks. Oh, he would, he'd be like, I won. How, right? about, how about fucking Kane Hodder? <laughs> he'd wear his gloves. He'd wear his gloves. <laughs> In a suit. Yes. <laughs> Uh, T-shirt Joe wants to know are kangaroos extinct in Australia of Mad Max? Oh, I'm I'm pretty sure. I know I know kangaroos are a nuisance out there, and you know we've seen we've seen Wake and Fright. We know what they do to fucking kangaroos. They blast them sons of bitches. <laughs> yes, they do. And for our last question from, I believe this dude is foreign, Peter Agrin. I believe that's like a. I don't know. Maybe I think like I don't know. Norway, Sweden, and Denmark. I know those people. If you if you as talk Kurt, to a person from like they, as Kurt Russell always said, the Swedes are coming. Swedes. <laughs> They're Norwegian. Call, yeah, if you They're call Norwegian, a, Mac. a Norwegian guy, Swedish or something, they get mad. So I'm just gonna say he's probably from Viking territory. Sure. Which is awesome. Sure. I still want he, my Australian fucking fan, man. Where's that? Did, did, this might be the best question of the night. Okay. Can you give me your five best post-apocalyptic bootleg Mad Max movies? Um, post-apocalyptic. I'm gonna give you them in no particular order. Let's see what's some good ones. Metal Storm. Uh-huh. Metal Storm gotta be in there. Uh, Space Hunter. Space Hunter, yes. A Man and His Dog is awesome. Uh, New Barbarians with Fred Williamson. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the one? 2020 Texas Gladiators? Yes. It's pretty badass. That's that's like five right there. Escape from the Bronx. Yes, another good one. Any of uh, Solar Babies. I enjoy Solar Babies because it's ridiculous and post-apocalyptic. Yeah. Um, I'm not gonna say that's good, but I enjoy it. Yeah, there's there's one escaping my mind after there's I brought a, up. Metal yeah, there's Storm. a big one we're gonna fucking miss. Yeah, Metal Storm that, probably number one. It's just a great movie. Or either Metal Storm or Space Hunter. Yeah, Space Hunter is pretty good. It, there's one that isn't so much in the vein of Mad Max, but is a post-apocalyptic Cherry 2000. Yeah, Tim Thomerson joint. Yep, Tim Thomerson, uh, what's her name? I'm forgetting Melanie her name. Griffith. Melanie Griffith, yeah. David Andrews from Graveyard Shift. Yep. I'm looking up a list of post-apocalyptic movies. Let's see what we got here. Oh, number one, the Road Warrior. Let's see. Road Warrior, Mad Max, Thunderdome. Book of Eli is okay. Um, yeah, it is. It's okay. Yeah. The Road is, I wouldn't call it, I mean, just because it takes place yeah. Under the apocalypse. That's a fucking goddamn boring, but ha- that's one fucking harsh ass movie. How about mm. America 3000? Yeah. 
I don't know if I would go in top five, but yeah. No, not top five, but that's a really good one. Uh, Damnation Alley. We forgot about that. Yeah, we did. There goes the one I'm uh, probably forgetting big time. Oh, there's a lot. Steel Dawn. With, and with very, Quasi. Yeah, very cheesy, very cool. That's a good one. Uh, uh, God damn, there's a lot. Zardoz. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Cyborg. Cherry, there's Cherry 2000. You're going to have to send me that list because I'm going to go track down the ones I don't have. What is Endgame? Endgame, 1983. Huh. Endgame. Don't know. It's got a badass poster. Land of Doom, holy shit. Oh, don't forget Savage. Well, I don't know if Savage Dawn is uh, post-apocalyptic, but it is Lance Henriksen fighting off bikers. I like that. So And Richard Lynch. I don't know. Just just cross-reference post-apocalyptic with Richard Maul, and whatever <laughs> comes up isn't badass movie. Yeah, like I said. But anyhow. Yeah, let's go talk about Razor Days, sir. I'm going to talk about Razor Days. You you got this to work today, right? Yeah, my, I don't know what the fuck was up, man. My PlayStation 3 just said no disc. Okay. And that popped it in my computer, and it was okay. Okay. It must be one of those MKV files that I don't understand. Uh, yeah, it's a possibility, yeah. Okay, Razor Days. Uh, Razor Days is an independent film. Uh, big. Yeah, everybody knows I love independent movies. It's an independent movie from friends of mine, Mike Watt, Amy Lynn Best, Happy Cloud Pictures. Literally, I actually hold one of the original scripts that Mike written, I'd say 12, 13, maybe even 14 years ago, is somewhere in my house. That's how long this movie has been on the road of being made. Uh-huh. Mike several times and Amy have talked about making the movie, but went on to do something else. Well, I guess the time finally came around about two years ago to make this project. And in the past year, it's been making its way out there on the festival circuit. Uh, Amy, of course, is in it. Michael Verratti, cool guy, is in it for a couple of minutes. Debbie Rashawn is the lead as Jessime. And basically, uh, if you've seen the other Happy Cloud Pictures, let me prepare you. If you've seen the other Happy Cloud Pictures movies, there's always something happy. There's always something cool about it. Uh, you know, you get a laugh out of it. There's no laughs in this movie. Maybe. Prepare yourself. Uh, the film stars, like I said, Debbie Rashawn is Jessamay. She's a disfigured woman who basically she survives like this horrible attack of rape, torture, and cannibalism. Um, the trifecta. Yeah, she basically, she tracks down Amy Lynn Best's character, whose name Anita, who you get out of it that basically Anita uh, not only uh, helps women defend themselves at this dojo or whatever you want to call it, uh, but she, basically she just tries to help survivors in general, survivors that have been a part of rape or just bad marriages, things of that nature. Beaten. It's a women's... Oh, I don't know yeah. what they call them. D- yeah. But anyhow, uh, Jessime, she basically, she starts talking to Anita, and Anita gets out of her that basically, uh, Jessime wants to wipe the earth clean of men. <laughs> it's a basic, the best way to say it. And she wants to find other survivors. Time passes, and Anita finds another survivor across state. They go and track this woman down named Rena, who just happened to also 
have uh, escape from these men that basically tortured the living hell out of Jessime. And she's shy, she's thrown off, her sister's so against her even talking to Anita and Jessime that basically once Anita and Jess, or I mean once Jessime and Nisrina start talking, like they are the best of friends just because they have survived this absolute nightmare. And once they start talking, now all they want to do is go find men, rip off dicks, start shooting people in the back of heads. <laughs> just, they want to go basically track down these men and just slaughter them. Just, that is the point of the movie. Uh, for me, and I said this to Mike at Wasteland, uh, I think it's Debbie Rashawn's best performance since mm-hmm. a film she did in 2000 called American Nightmare, which you've never seen it. Do yourself a favor. A really good independent film that got a lot of press at the time for good reason. Uh, also, too, like I said, it's a very dark, very gritty. Um, this isn't, if you know, this is possibly, this is the darkest film ever made by Happy Cloud Pictures. But this is like a dark independent film where it doesn't cross the line. It feels more like a Miss 45, even parts I Spit on Your Grave, even parts They Call Her One Eye, but doesn't go to the extreme, especially like I Spit on Your Grave where They Call Her One Eye go. A lot of Savage Streets in here a little bit. Yeah, I was thinking that too. I I didn't know how to really compare it to Savage Streets, but yeah, really has like that Linda Blair kind of character in Debbie Rashawn, basically. Mm-hmm. It just, it's a very dark movie. And I said, to, I said to Mike, I said, the only reason I give this three out of four stars, knowing the history of all the movies they made, I was sitting there the whole entire movie waiting for something else to happen. I was waiting for either to laugh, but it doesn't. It just ends. You basically get this really dark-ass film, and you feel depressed after watching yep. it. It's a shower <laughs> just, movie. Yeah, it, well, that's what I said. After. It, it's it's like, okay, last us on the left. I spit on your grave. Uh, you want to go take a shower? This is like, I'm thinking about doing that. It's <laughs> just like <laughs> this. This is a movie you really want to like. Hey, you really like want to find a happy movie after you watch this. Well done. Yeah, you need very to, good. You need to go watch like Babe Pig in the City or something. After that. Yeah, yeah, you, you, you exactly. You gotta or go watch Muppets. Drop Dead Fred. Drop Dead yeah. Fred. <laughs> you know, you go watch something very cheerful because there is, and that's what I said to Mike. You really went out of your way to make a very dark, gritty movie and not go over that extreme, like not be a toe tag or, you know, some other. Just insert movie or production company here. They found that middle ground that, that you know. It's like, they, like a gore fest. Yeah, they got their point across. And I liked it. I really enjoyed the movie. I give it three out of four stars. Uh, still not on DVD, but it is coming very soon. Uh, keep checking your local theater uh, festival it's nearby more than likely you're going to find it playing there I really enjoyed it what did you think about Razor Days I liked it it's a rape revenge movie I think Mike is like like you're the big independent horror movie guy and I'll watch them if they come mm. like recommended to you I don't go seek them out like you do mm. but if you're like hey you need to check this one like 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 this or what else have you 
Easter Casket was decent. Easter Casket, yeah. And there's a couple other ones. Red, Puppet Monster Massacre. Resident Tower. Yeah, Resident Tower from Tote. Like, I don't really get into a lot of this independent, but like this is these guys, they're the top. How do I put this without sounding like a dick? Like these guys are the top of the independent dudes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah, the independent yeah. guys are, are their own bunch of guys. Mike is up at the top of that. Like he could, with the talent, he could go to the next level. But I just feel I don't know. I feel like this is I, where he wants to be. Yeah, and I, and I said this to him too, and he really thought he thanked me for the comment. I said, if anything, it came out of this movie. I said it possibly showed how much range of as a filmmaker he actually has. Mm-hmm. I think because it took him out of his element of what I was used to of the several films before this that he's made. And that's what I like about his company. Like they're not all they're not making the same movie over and over and over again. Yes. Yeah. And this was definitely completely different. I like this. I'm, I fully support this. And when it comes out there on DVD, it's going to be like, uh, when I have Jim Roberts around, I'll be telling people, you need to pick this movie up. And Jim Roberts movies, which he's going to have another one coming. He's the guy that helped make a uh, happy horror Holocaust, <laughs> you know, stuff like that. But yeah, I like the movie. I was happy with it. I'm glad I, uh, was covering it. And I'm glad you liked it, too. I will give it 49 happy clouds. (laughs) How about that? 49 happy clouds. It makes me... You know what? I've not seen it... um, I've seen Resurrection Game. Yeah. And that is the only one that I have seen from Mike Watt. But now, you know, um, I, I think, like, I could probably pass on A Feast of Flesh just because I'm not a lesbian like the lesbian vampire stuff i I just that's not for me i totally understand um i'm looking up his uh imdb page right now which is awesome because he has a movie with tom sullivan in it too well this really yes what is it which one uh splatter movie let's get to watch that for tom sullivan but the coolest Uh, part you you would probably like it it's pretty cool i like i like mike watts uh IMDb page. It talks about him, but then it has a picture of Mike Watt from the Minutemen, <laughs> which is ten times like it makes it better because the Minutemen fucking rule. But yeah, I I could recommend this. Like, like just Hollywood movie watching dudes might like this. If you got to like the thing I have with independent movies in general, like they don't. I don't know. It's just that shot on video. I can't get over like not shot on video, but uh, digital. Digital yeah. look. Yeah, I, I know you're talking. I about. just can't get over that. I really, it really has to be something that you're like, check this out for me to watch. And you know, I'm glad I watched this. And I will. I, 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 what else does he got here? Now he's. I don't know if he directed it. Let me see. Yes, I will totally watch Demon Divas in the Lanes of Damnation. I have. That. <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> severe injuries i think i've seen that you're in that yes that's why i have watched that <laughs> Tim Gross is in that movie i knew that was fucking familiar but yeah i could recommend this to like just hollywood watching dudes i don't think they yeah. watch it or like it but i'd be like hey check this out but yeah that's that's razor days i mean there are fucking rape revenge fans of that genre that will like this they will like you know what i mean 
Mm-hmm. There are big fans of that fucking genre. And I think there's, and I think there's going to be a few critics out there because it doesn't go it, the extreme. Yeah. Like crosses that line. I think there's going to be a few critics upset with it. And that's a shame because it's a really good movie. It showed that they didn't have to in order to get their point across. Okay. Can we, do we need to move on to a fantastic, fantastic voyage? voyage? Did you sure. Watch, did you watch it? Yes, I did. I've seen this movie before, but it's probably been yeah, I've never 30 seen years since I've seen it. Fantastic Voyage. First time I've watched this. Uh, it was recommended to me by Netflix as uh, under their classic movie title. So I said, okay, fucking I'll watch this. And then I said, hell yes, I'll watch this because it has Donald fucking Pleasance in it. And me and John Cross are on some fucking kind of Donald Pleasance renaissance. I, I put Donald Pleasance in, in my uh, DVR and I've got The Great Escape and a couple Halloween movies waiting for me to watch. But I wanted to watch this because it said it was classic and it had Donald Pleasance. Now, before I start talking about this movie, I am not going to refer to him as Donald Pleasance in this movie. Because okay. do you remember the skit on Saturday Night Live where it was Nicolas Cage as Elvis, only he was micros- he was tiny Elvis? Tiny Elvis, you, no, I do you remember I do Tiny not. Elvis and, like, it was Chris Farley and, and another guy, I can't remember if it was Neelan or Schneider, and Tiny Elvis was real tiny sitting on the desk, and, and Farley was just sitting there, and, like, and, and his catchphrase was, whoa, man, look at that lamp, that lamp is huge, <laughs> and then later on in the show, they did it again, only he was microscopic Elvis, and he was no. running around going, whoa, man, look at that amoeba, it's freaking huge. It was like, the, you have to look up Tiny Elvis. But for this uh, review, I will be calling Donald Pleasance the Fantastic Tiny P. Okay. So, okay, this movie is directed by Richard Fleischer, who I feel like I know that name. Mm-hmm. Ah, okay. Oh, known, known for Conan the Destroyer. 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. Soylent Green. All kind of good shit. Jesus yeah. Christ, this guy. Woo. Dr. Doolittle, Tor, Tor, Tora, Mr. Majestic, Mandingo, the porno version, I'm sure. Oh, God, Amityville 3D. I've wanted to do that for the fucking show for a long time. This guy's done a lot of shit. But this is uh, 1966. I was kind of yes. I was kind of taken back by like how old this movie was. I thought it was like a 70s movie. No. But no. Uh, so... Movie opens up the military, I assume, an offshoot of the military. I forget what they're called. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's something like miniaturization. Yes. Secret. I don't know. They've, they've got some kind of acronym that they're talking yeah, about. Yeah, it's the militarization secret. Secret shrinky guys. Yeah. They've perfected the art of shrinking people down to microscopic size and they, they lay it all out and they say, okay, you know, we could do this, but it only lasts for an hour. And then the people start growing back to the normal size. So they, they have a, uh, a spy on a gurney who has the secret to keeping them miniaturized and controlling the whole deal. Only the only thing about it is he's in a coma. He's got what, what do they call it? He's got something in his brain, like a blood clot or something. His yeah, he well, he yeah, he got a blood clot that's has him in a coma, mm-hmm. 
and basically at that time they surgically cannot drill into his brain without possibly killing him. Yeah, and he has the secret to keeping the miniaturization. He's the only one. And they explain, like, you know, we can't let the Russians have this because they'll put a tiny army in the size of a bottle cap and just yeah. fuck shit up. So I've never heard of this guy. They call in Stephen Boyd, who they never say he is, what he does, but he's like maybe a troubleshooter kind of, you know, CIA spook kind of dude. They call him in in a really cool opening scene where they just drive the car up and <laughs> the floor just sucks the car down into the secret military military shrinky guy place. Where or shrinky guy place. I don't know what that's the MFD. I know it's yeah. shit like that. It's uh, I'm sure it's somewhere. But they picked him up in in the in a little golf cart, and I was like already loving this movie because I hate golf carts. They're the worst. They're a plague on humanity. That's all anyone drives around here. And these fucking dudes have this giant underground complex where everybody seems to just drive golf carts around. They even drive them into the room, which I thought was fucking hilarious. I don't know what it is about golf carts, but I hate them and love them at the same time. But they, they lay out the plot. They say, look, here's here, – we, we got Raquel Welch looking fucking sexy as shit. Even in, in 1966, she was just like – fucking amazing she was another level woman oh yeah uh, a lot of people have always talked about that they've got donald pleasance uh who is like the medical dude uh arthur o'connell is he is the world's brain like best they call him the best brain guy and the thing is like they have they have pleasance keep an eye on him because they're afraid that he's a turncoat and he's going to go in there and kill him. And they lay out, like, we're going to shrink you down, put you in the fucking guy. You're going to go up the lymphatic system because it's the only way to the brain. And you're going to take this laser and zap the fucking clot. And this guy's going to come out of it. And it's going to be great. And Donald Pleasance and the main guy are kind of buddy up. And they say, you know, keep an eye on this guy because he might try to commit surgical assassination. Yes. But he has to go because he's the world best brain guy. I like this. They shrink him down in the most like convoluted shrinking 10 minutes like section of the movie. Yeah, I was going to say this movie gets long at times. I know. And it's just like they could have just shrank them down into a vial and been done with it. But nope. They bring a guy in with like a huge, I don't know, like wheelbarrow looking thing. They shrink the dudes down into the floor, comes up into the little syringe. They dunk their little submarine, which is how they're going to track them because their fuel is radioactive. And that's what they can track in the human body. Put them in the vial, shoot them in the neck. And then my favorite, like, like this movie is full of like groovy 60, like 60s, like spy stuff. You know what I mean? And my favorite, like, spy thingy is where they've got the, the little tiny Lego satellites. Yeah. <laughs> the satellite dishes that they just wheel on the guy's head, and they just go back and forth, and they're tracking them. But they have this really cool super fucking computer room that there's computers, but they're doing everything on paper, which I thought was awesome. And at one point, like, they get in trouble, and they have to make, like, a like a, a, a fucking shortcut through the human heart. And they say, we can't go through the human heart because the, the force will kill the ship. It's not going to take the turbulence. 
So they yeah. stop the heart, and they've got like 58 seconds to get through there. And the guy like does all the math. He pulls a slide rule out of his pocket, which I thought was hilarious. I mean, all the stuff in the body is like super groovy and fucking awesome. And they explain what everything is it's like. Oh, those are, those things are just cells exchanging energy for gas, and nobody's ever seen this before. And Pleasance is just wonderful as shit. Bald as hell. I want to touch that man's head like a bowling ball because he's the greatest actor of our generation. Love that man so much. Uh, super cool space rays. Um, at one point, they lose oxygen in the ship, so they yeah. kind of MacGyver themselves a way to bust through the lining into the lung to get air. They explain what pleurisy is in this movie, and I've had that, and it sucks. <laughs> I talked about that on the show, and I was kind of like, oh, my God, that's totally what that is. Um, there's a twist ending. Uh, I'm not going to ruin it, but it bummed me out. But they go through the ear. They go through – they zap the fucking thing. They save the guy. They get out through his eye. Uh, I was thinking, sitting there watching it, and I'm like, you know what? There's a lot of inner space took from this. A lot of movies took from this, and it, it oh, was yeah. really, really great. I like how everybody in, like, the fucking command center kind of looks like a relative of Richard Nixon. In, like, very 60s and weird. Uh, everybody's just smoking all over the fucking place. Oh, yeah, they're even, yeah, they're even smoking in the ship, basically. Mm -hmm. I thought it was cool when they got to the ear. They had the part where everybody had to be silent or... You know, any sound would destroy the ship. Yeah, and, and destroy his eardrum. Uh-huh, and the dumb chick dropped scissors, and they all freaked out. There's a lot of goofiness in this movie that I loved. A lot of super cool fucking practical special effects. And everybody lives except for Donald Pleasance, which bummed me out because he was the fucking turncoat spoiler. God yeah. Damn it. But, uh, so they get out through the eye, right? And they all grow back to normal dude height. What about the sub? What's <laughs> <laughs> the fucking sub inside the dude? Didn't even like pay attention to it. Didn't say one thing about it. I'm I was right with you on that. <laughs> I, I I just imagine me eating supper somewhere and then just like a sub burst out of a guy's head. <laughs> or even better if like Donald Pleasance was left inside there and he grew back and Donald Pleasance just came out of a dude. What awesome would that be? But I loved it. I really getting into this groovy, uh, like special effecty, sixties trippy sciencey stuff. So I got oh, it. Yeah, no. I, I love it. And I mean, it's nothing I've ever dipped my toes in before. And I gotta hey. give it like a bunch of. It, it gets two hundred Donald Pleasance heads. Dude, the man's got a head like Reggie Bannister. Come on, it's fucking great. You just want to touch it. Oh yeah, it just it, it's fun. But like I said, it was just a couple of times when they're trying to shrink them down. It's like really, it takes this long. You keep telling us they're going to be in there sixty minutes. Yeah, it was. It's like, all the time they got. It's taking you sixty minutes just to miniaturize these fucking people. No shit. You got to get in the thing. You got the thing's got to come out of the floor. The guy with the wheelbarrow's got to come in and attach the little tiny hook to the ship. Put the ship in the vial. Then the dude's got to go in the vial. The, the, then the guy with the wheelbarrow's got to pick the fucking vial up and put it in the syringe. And then the syringe got to get picked up. It's fucking hilarious. You're just like, get the fuck on with it. But I loved it. What'd you think about it?
I enjoyed it. It was fun. I really liked it. Like I said, it's great 60s stuff to have fun with. I it just It's not a bad it, like I don't want to seem like I watched it like ironically. Yes, yeah, sir. Some of the stuff is goofy now and funny, but it's really a cool ass movie. Yeah, it is. It, it's visually for that time it was really cool. Uh it's still enjoyable now. Totally you could have enjoyable. fun with it. Yeah, it's just a fun movie to revisit. I was just laughing every time they got out of that ship and were just swimming around. It just looked so funny. I don't know why. What do you give it? I'd probably give it two and a half out of four stars. I'd give it fucking 200 Donald Pleasant's heads. I was waiting for it. It's great. I fucking loved it. I just think it's hilarious that they forgot to, forgot to sub in the dude. It's <laughs> <laughs> just going to be okay. I mean, the thing... Like, that was funny, and I think the other, like, second funniest thing in this movie was when the antibodies attacked Raquel Welch outside the ship, and then they pulled her in the ship, and they were trying to pick the fucking antibodies off. Everybody was just grabbing at boob. Everybody was grabbing at Raquel Welch boob. It was hilarious. Oh, yeah, yeah. I laughed my ass off. Oh, God, that's Fantastic Voyage. I fucking love it. It's a cool movie, like... Cool movie to go back to and check out for the show. Yeah. Definitely worth checking out. But that's it. What you got for next week, sir? Mutantis. Gonna fucking cover Mutantis. At least I got it. Gives yeah. me an excuse to watch it. Well, I'll tell you what, I'm gonna stick in this groovy 60s, 70s fucking, like, weirdo shit. I wanna watch Barbarella because I've never seen it. <laughs> and I have heard that is the grooviest of all the fucking crazy 60s and 70s stuff it still gets played in certain theaters like once a year i know and it's it's on amc a lot yeah they have like a special showing of it all the time too mm-hmm. and i gotta see some more sexy i believe that's raquel welch is it uh no i think that's jane fonda i know it's just like pretty much jane fonda exploitation yeah. But, yeah, I gotta check this out. So there's next week. We might have a guest. Maybe. And who's that? Uh, Dano. Is it oh, okay. Dano, maybe. Or Quast. Quast, if you're there, we're gonna fucking, I could get a hold of Quast. <laughs> Why? So he cannot be on? So he cannot be on. Oh, so what do you got to pimp, sir? Oh, well, of course, I'm always here every Sunday with you for Bloodbath and Boomsticks. Uh, for people that are always looking to see what I'm reviewing, uh, you can always check out grossmoviereviews.com. Um, also, if you want to support me, help me get a table at Wasteland, give me some money. Uh, unlike Joe, I'm not going to show big boobs on Facebook. pictures up there. But I do have a book called The Wrath of Gross uh, that you can purchase at lulu.com. So it would be really cool if you go check out the link. Uh, post it on your own page or buy a copy. It'd be really cool because that'll help me pay to go to these conventions. Uh, as for me, you can just fucking listen to our show, like us or like our Facebook page, uh, search Bloodbass and Boomsticks. Go to bloodbasspodcast.com. Um, yeah, that's it. Lewis says we have terrible advertising, but I don't know how to do any better. <laughs> I should. I was. I wanted to ask him. You know what? What more can I do? I don't know. Yeah, not all of us could like find a perfect copy of Five 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 and 
know the guy and yeah, hey, <laughs> with twenty three VCRs in my garage, <laughs> make uh, a bunch of copies of five 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 and package them. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish I had twenty thousand dollars to give to Lewis. Yeah, yeah. I wish I had twenty grand. Yeah, he, he he could get you something. Uh huh. I don't know if he could pull the if he could pull that off. That would be the best. Put I, it this I, way. I don't doubt it. I yeah, really I was going to say, I don't doubt him with that kind of money because that dude, I don't think people realize the cash he raked in with 555. And uh, I forget what was the other title that he recently put out. He raked in some dough. Nice. When with uh, 555 came out, because he, he told me he, he, and gave me the numbers on that just for one weekend at Wasteland. I was like, you are fucking kidding me. He's, he's like, he's like, even while drinking, he's like, I went to the bank and deposited before I went on to a hotel room. <laughs> he's like, I was not carrying that. Oh, there's the show, everybody. Next week we got Barbarella and Mutantis. I'm just gonna call it Mutinous. I know it. Yeah, Mutinous. Mutinous, sure. But we're out of here, everybody. Thanks for listening. We're back. Turn out the lights. The party's over They say that all Good things must end Call it a night The party's over And tomorrow starts The same old thing again Greetings The Master Control Program has chosen you Keep your ugly fucking gold bricking ass out of my beach community. I don't want no volunteers. I don't want no mates. There's too many captains on this island. Ten thousand dollars for me by myself. For that you get the head, the tail, the whole damn thing. You have to order something from the lunch menu. I don't want lunch. I want breakfast. I'm really sorry. Yeah. Hey, I'm really sorry too. Come on! Honey! Come on over here, sugar bun! This machine just called me an asshole! What an excellent day for an exorcism. You'd like that? Good news and bad news, girls. The good news is your dates are here. What's the bad news? They're dead. Anything else? Phase the plasma rifle forty watt range. Just what you see now. Uzi nine millimeter. Are your weapons playing? This is ideal for home defense. What should I be? All. You don't frighten us, English pig dog. Go and boil your bottom sundry silly person. Ah, blow my nose at you, so-called Arthur King. You and all your silly English kids. Jesus Christ! I warned you.